Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Aethercast, the Cowardron Overlords podcast, where today we're talking about endless spells, uh, specifically our top 10 alternatives to the Warp Lightning Vortex. Uh, but before we do, let's uh, meet the crew for tonight's show and have a little chat about the news. Uh, so it's just the two of us uh, this week, uh, unless Quan wakes up in a little bit, maybe he will. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, joining me on the show, we have our avatar of Grumbrindle, Duard and Max. Max Hello, Brindle. everyone. Hello. How's everyone doing? Oh, I'm good. Um, if you're in the chat, let us know how you're doing. Say hello. <laughs> I hope you're well as well, Max. Uh, I am, yes. Thank you. Um, talking about Grumbrindle. It's not Grumbrindle, but it's something similar to Grumbrindle. Uh, painting up oh. my Godric. A little Hang conversion on. I made. There you go. Oh, there he is. With his I was beer and holding a, a beer. And a proper axe. Not that mm-hmm. fire slayer axe and some little stuff. Yep, painting him up for a barrack fring list, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Cool. And also speaking of Grumbrindle, that kind of ties into some news. Um, mm-hmm. because the Warhammer community article uh, mentioned that they've heard rumours of uh, stuff going on under Shimon. Mm-hmm. Under the mountains of Shimon. Yes. Um, and which... We know who used to live under the mountains of Shimon. Well, we say used to. We also mm-hmm. know that um, it was sort of rumoured in the Fireside's Battle Dome that yes. Grungi was under there. So I think... Yeah, I think that leads well, it's further sort of hinting that the you know, the stories in White Dwarf and that are gonna lead up to I don't know, something broken realms related for Dwarden. Uh yes, so. definitely. Uh we're hoping sorry, uh that's a cut. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, two sec. <laughs> nice. Uh yeah, so hopefully, yeah. After Broken Realms Kragnos, we have Broken Realms Grumbrindle or Broken Realms Grungi. Something like that would be cool. Uh, yeah, so definitely. Uh, so there's hope. I mean, it's all about elves currently, but who knows? Yeah, well, Kragnos doesn't look like it's going to be elves. So No, I think he's uh, probably the destruction, destruction Broken mm-hmm. Realms guy. So we have, uh, so far we have Morafi and Teclis for the elves. Then we will see uh, Bellacor with his huge model. Very cool model for, I think that's going to be some kind of all Chaos Demons, Legion of Chaos Ascendant, what they tried out in Wrath of the Everchosen. Mm-hmm. A bit fleshed out. Be cool. Have all the mixed demon. So we had all the mortals, slaves to darkness, and Slanesh mortals, and so on. And now we'll probably have more demon stuff. That's great. Um, and then, yeah, this Kragnos, who I believe it makes sense the interpretation that he's the guy from Beast Brief, from the Honor Worlds mm-hmm. card card tile game, uh, where we'll we getting all these cool little. Um, Warbands from uh, where I think we recently had a had a video made by you on the best of the warbands. <laughs> Why? 
obviously well, Fandrix best, best for KO players. <laughs> best for KO players, best uh, best value for your gold, which is important mm -hmm. for KO players. So that's uh, that's cool. Check that out uh, if you haven't yet. And um, so yeah, I think he'll be the story. The the, the stories we read, the whole narrative so far was all the destruction people are following Gortrak, uh, is that his name? Uh, to, uh, to I think, Excelsior City. I think Excelsior is a gate. Or it might be a city as well. Probably a city around the gate, I don't know. Uh, but it's the same place that uh, Sigvold is heading to after he fought uh, some Fire Slayers in their hold with uh, Glottus, the big, mm -hmm. the big guy from from Slanesh. So everyone's going there. There's something happening there. Uh, I think uh, Gordrak, his plan is to use that battering ram that he found to punch down the, the gate to Azir and fights, uh, fight Sigmar. Yeah. So it seems that everyone's, I think that's maybe the, the idea of the Broken Realms book there for Gordrak is going to be mm -hmm. that story yeah. with this Kragnos character. One thing that did occur to me with Broken Realms, and only sort of popped into my head today, was what it potentially means for Cities of Sigma going forwards. Because they keep mm -hmm. doing these things that sort of interact with it. Um, and at some point, it's going to become a, a thing where only half the allegiances are actually in the in the book, in the battle tome. So maybe it will lead up to a new, either to like a new Cities of Sigma battle tome or. Could or be with some sort of replacement because, like, we've got high elves now with the Luminef. And if I don't know, if we have like Broken Realms, Grumbrindle, or Grungi, and it's like a a replacement for the dwarves or like an update, then maybe they will retire some stuff at some point. Could be because I mean, cities is already just like a you know remained in stock book you know all the all the stuff they, they just carried over from warhammer fantasy basically the, the the latest stuff from warhammer fantasy the newest kits which are already old i mean from 2010 i think even earlier some of them yeah. the plastic kits um so it could be that now this was just a placeholder no for two years you can play that stuff and then eventually we're gonna either put them somewhere else or get new kits. So we've seen that these new blade lords, basically are sword masters. Uh, we've seen um, the hammer hammer guys from the the Luminef. So um, that's something new, but same category of maybe they're they're a reinterpretation of the mm -hmm. uh, what were the guys with the the axes, the lion, white lions, for warmer fantasy. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll see a new interpretation of iron breakers and hammers, something like that. Yeah, well, it, it might be like they retire the cities in the old book, um, and then they only have like these new ones. So instead of having mm. Anvil Guard as an option, you only have whatever it's called Harkuron. Uh, Harkuron, and then you only have like the new city in Heish, and then they're bringing a new city in Shimon. Um, I mean, that's... those cities' allegiance aren't too too vast. Basically, it's three spells, three artifacts, two abilities, mm -hmm. command, two uh, free traits, and that's it. So it's a two pager. 
for each city. Mm -hmm. So there's, I don't think there's any downside to have a book with 10, 12 cities. Except uh, that it lets them retire the kits, maybe. They keep well, some they can they on. can retire the kits uh, without the city. I mean, some okay, Phoenicium they are connected to do that, but who who plays that city anyway? <laughs> um, it's and yeah, the other ones are not bound to like single kits. You just need a. I mean, yeah, Greywater has the the that affects Rune Lords and Andrakes and so on, but you can rewrite those and just say you know a new kind of Dwarden unit, a new kind of missile unit and keep the concept, yeah. evolve it. Then it's going to be something else because the story changed the city, something else, but it's basically the same name, same abilities, just different name. Yeah. Um, but I, I doubt we'll see that within the next half a year. No, this is like long term. This is like when all the Broken Realms books are through, AOS freeze yeah. here, and then they'll do like, this is 2022, like the second half. My yeah. personal impression. Yeah. Uh, but so, what we've seen, we did one thing we discussed, I think, uh, maybe not on the show, but we had a rumor engine of some shields. And I think Tom Lyons said, oh, this looks like dwarves. It has a hammer and a kind of sprocket or gear yeah. on it. And it has a, a, an axe on it. So it could be like a dwarven thing. Uh, I believe that shield is the one we see in the in that little animated video for Kragnos. Yeah, he's carrying that on the, on the side of the horse. Well, not the horse, but you know, you know his arm. Horse. He's like he has like a shield with little shields dangling down from it. So he's getting a model, uh, and he's not a dwarf. He doesn't look like a dwarf to me. Um, so yeah, he he's that whole also quite Eastern style of, of shield and decor. Um, I think that's his, his thing, but yeah. yeah. No, uh, I mean, other than that, um, I don't think we haven't done a show since Kron's tournament, quite, have we? Uh, yeah, quite some time. There's been a, f a few things, not yeah. much KO related. I think we'll see a pre-order for Curse City next Saturday. Because mm -hmm. they keep coming out with, uh, you know, short stories and lore and little snippets on Warhammer yeah, community, yeah. and they keep saying very soon. So I think tomorrow night they'll announce that it's on pre-order yeah. next Saturday. Well, they gave us some rule snippets for some of the heroes, but mm -hmm. not for the KO guys. So hopefully we'll get some rules. Yeah, we'll get the remaining ones. Soon. We'll get the remaining ones next week. We know that he is a. They have three classes in in the game. Uh, enforcer and two other ones and it said uh and he's the same class as the ogre which uh um not, i don't have the name but it, it was like the the tank you know mm. defensive brute so he he's i thought he'd be like a marksman like shooting from behind with his yeah. harpoon but it seems to be he's more of a he can take a hit Maybe we'll okay. see that reflected in his rules. Like he gives up reroll saves, or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, and we and he's a I can't remember what it is now, like a trade trade commoner, you know, fleet commoner or something like that. Um, he's a he's a commoner. Yeah, he's a new rank, so he'll not be a chemist or a admiral or anything. Mm. Uh, and I'm 
by now I'm pretty sure all these heroes are named characters. Yeah, seems like it. So he'll so. be unique. So no traits, no. I mean, no traits anyway, because he doesn't fit within the categories or keywords that we have in the book. Yeah, Unless so. he's an admiral or a ng and ng uh, what's his Andrew master. <laughs> um, so we'll see. He'll be you know like kind of a hundred forty points hero with a, uh, one ability and probably locked into a mm. skyport. Yeah. I'm afraid. Yeah, probably Baraknar. Hopefully not. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I mean we haven't seen. I mean, his uniform is kind of blue, so he might be about one armor. Or silver, potentially, but it's, it's more of a navy. Could be Zilfin, could be Gnar. I don't think it's any of the others. One R. Yeah. I don't know. But he's there. Uh, he's So he's the guy that brings all of them to the city in his ship. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's trying to recover something. Okay. So he's there for some personal... Game. Well, there was Sky Docks there, so we could just be here and a load of. Yeah, the Sky Dock belonged to away. the the dashing guy that walking around with his with his gun. Uh, that mm-hmm. one character who's like a noble nobleman's son, mm-hmm. and his family they owned the, that Sky Sky Dock. That was their merchant quarter. So mm-hmm. we'll we'll see we'll see when we when we see uh, the rules and the books and everything. I'll probably yeah. pre-order it. Because uh, it seems like a cool game, and uh, by the looks of it, once you painted all those minis in that box, you have half of a Soulblight army. <laughs> all the skeletons, yeah. because they look alike. Uh, they're the same design, so are the ghouls, which is a, a neat thing. Yeah. Although the question will be is how many you get, and then how many are unit sizes? Because there isn't mm. ten in there, is there? I think it's ten. Okay, because well, they have they have done things in the past. It's ten ghouls for sure. It's because the the kit like the sprue is five, and then they just double those. Because you can see from the pictures, there's each one is represented twice oh, okay. with different color color um, scheme. And well, for the skeletons, I think it's yeah, it's five. Well, hopefully uh, they are in just usable numbers and it's not like you get eight and they're a unit of ten because they, they oh the old the old stormcast <laughs> the yeah, old stormcast so, kit yeah here's yeah. free here's free whatever it was but you need five yeah why um, <laughs> um so yeah i mean that box is interesting mm-hmm. uh we've seen then the preview with more soul blight stuff so far it seems that it's just death rattle like yeah. classic skeletons, ghouls, vampires, blood knights. Uh, we'll probably see some bat undead night bat swarms. Huge, huge bats. Those are very cool. Mm-hmm. Like the giant bats. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Um, interesting army. I'm not sure if there's a way not to play hordes. <laughs> I yeah. might be interested. Because I, I really like the design of, of those. But if it's well, uh, like you need 40 skeletons and 200 ghouls, and no, thank you. Well, here's the other thing. Because <laughs> they've upgraded the kits and I like, update the kits, there's more detail on them now. So it's not like mm-hmm. you can paint up 10 skeletons just with like a yeah. base color and a dry brush. A wraith bone and, and, and yeah. a contrast. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. And then obviously we've seen 
a lot of leaks now for Lumineth and hmm. stuff. A lot of we can't go into it too much. Elves. But so that's always nice and tasty. Stupid elves. The, yeah, I mean, let the me see this. TLDR is there's a lot of stuff. Oh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> a um, lot of exceptions to the rules. Yeah, but they won't fit no, everything no. in one list. So no. But there's we'll potential to, uh, MPE in there. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, see what the list look like. Um, yeah. Those, from a KO perspective, those Swordmaster, Blade, what are they called? Don't, uh, Blade Lords. Yeah. If five of them get into an Ironclad and the Ironclad is full, they will ha and they use their attacks where they get the number of attacks based on models in range, well, then mm -hmm. all the models inside the ship will count. So if you had 20 Thunderers in there, five heroes, and then the ship, so that's 26. So there are 26 attacks each. And you get power um, of power of fish off on their yeah, weapon? And then, yeah, so then if they're doing mortal wounds on fives, they would average 43 mortal wounds. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, don't, don't fill up your ships if you're playing against them. But, uh, yeah, that would be I cool. mean... Yeah. Um, most of those things that are like they can move after you charge them and so on and so on, or after they shot, just shoot them. Mm -hmm. Like, just shoot them. I think KO is a, an army that has potentially an easier game against them. Mm -hmm. um, but there's some, yeah. some yeah. MPE there. We'll see the FAQ. We'll see the points and the lists, what you can actually put into a list and how it plays. Uh, they're much faster now. Before, Lumineff lists that you faced were rather slow. Yeah, it was the exception was if they had what they Dawn called Riders. Dawn Riders, that's the yeah, ones. The Dawn Riders. Now they're going to have Kangaroos. They're going to have the Fox, who can just yeah. move 48 inches, potentially, and then another 24 um, yeah, shoot and then move uh, for 24 and then also in, moving after your in your shooting phase. Like, you shoot yeah. him, you want to charge him to finish him off, he's just moved 24 inches away. Yeah. Okay. With yes. If he's got speed of fish, he's just moved 48 inches. Yeah, although I'm which not sure mean, how long speed of fish lasts. Is it? Mm, I don't know, but I think it's uh, end of until next hero phase. Because you do it in the hero phase, so it cannot be end of phase. Yeah, it, can't, it might just say um, end of turn for the next movement phase or something. Like in the next movement uh, phase, at double their movement characteristics or something like that. We can check, but I doubt it with elves. <laughs> yeah, they will probably, probably well, still, the, the, the problem is problem. <laughs> the thing that's a bit annoying is so with speed of his, he's moving forty-eight already. A, a scroll with twenty-four inches move. I don't base move. I don't think we ever seen that before. No, that's new. Uh, so now 48, you can double that. Mm -hmm. The problem is with teleport, it's basically a teleport because you can move more or less everywhere on the board. Yeah, um, it's better than teleport. You're not it's better because away. teleport, you need to be nine inches. He can fly, so he only needs to be three inches. And if you want to charge him, like if, if they don't execute the thing that it's at the end of the shooting phase instead of his or your shooting phase that mm -hmm. he can move. Basically, you're 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 three inches in front of him. Like, okay, I moved here. I want to charge him now. I I need a a, a three inch charge. He's gonna go. No, okay, I'm end of shooting phase. I'm gonna move, and he's gonna just fly twelve inches 
or 24 mm. inches over you, behind you, on your objective. You're out of charge range. You cannot charge. For some armies, that's going to be just frustrating. Yeah, or, or flick back behind a screen or something as well. Behind the screen, behind yeah. your screen. He can get much easier onto an objective. Like a, a gun holder needs to be nine inches away, so you can screen your objective. Mm -hmm. With three inches, you need more models to do that. You cannot have your two-man unit or three-man unit sitting there. Um, yeah, like well, if you've got 10, yeah, we'll 10 Arcanauts sitting on an objective, he will fly over, do... Kill four with shooting, then charge them, and then they battle them. shock. And if he doesn't kill them, they battle shock off and take the objective. Yeah, I mean he's still one model, but still, it's it's a annoying thing. Like you cannot leave your objectives alone. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. But it looks strong. I mean, a lot of new scrolls, not a lot of new rules for Luminef. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I think that probably covers the news. So, uh, let's um, yeah, let's catch up with the chat. So, we've got uh, uh, Alexander Hernando in the chat, Jay Durfu, Oliver, uh, uh, Sar hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, hi to all of you. Um, yeah, and let's talk about some endless spells. Yep. So, uh, before we do, just to clarify, it's I mean, I said alternatives to the Warp Lightning Vortex, but they're not ones that you can necessarily use in the same way. So these are just, yep. it's not ones like, oh, they do the same thing as Warp Lightning Vortex, but not as well or something. It's, you know, just alternative picks for spell in a bottle, basically. Mm -hmm. um, things that could be cool to use. So before we get into number 10, we've got some honorable mentions. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, let's pick one at random. Bladewind, that's a, a one of the new ones from Daughter Kane. 40 points. Uh, the reason that's an honorable mention is because it can take away uh, the chance for cover for an enemy mm -hmm. unit, and it does d3 more wounds. So, so it's uh, good against Idonef in their first round, yeah, because they all gain cover. It's situational. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean that's going to be a word. We're going to say a lot mm -hmm. in this show. <laughs> situationally good. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, it's situationally good. But unfortunately for Blavewind, those situations are not that common. I mean, for what it does for forty points, that's fair. It's yeah. a fair price. The problem with KO is you're not paying only the price of the spell, but you're also paying the artifact slot mm. and with all yeah. the cool artifacts that we have access to that's a big cost so to say so you want a big return on that investment mm -hmm. because you often you need a battalion to get access to second artifact uh then you need the, the artifact so you're using an artifact slot so yeah there's some cost behind it so you don't want to do a you know little stupid spell that does like d3 mortal wounds and that's it that's not worth it, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um, question from the chat from Oliver. He says, "Can Ko take bound endless spells?" And yes, they can. Do you have to be? Depending on the spell, though, you might not get much use out of it because you you won't be able to move them because only Seraphon yeah. wizards can move them, and we only we only override the restrictions for casting them. 
Arguably, you could potentially move them when they're first set up. Because mm -hmm. then it says, oh, after this. It says the player. It says the player. Who well, it doesn't say who can set it, who can move it, but it just says when it's been set up, it can be moved. And then it's. No, it further. actually says when it can move the player that set it up can immediately make a move. And you are still a player, although you're not yeah. a cell phone player. So you've got one thing then saying that you can, and then another thing saying that you can't. So, I mean, yeah. that one's arguable. But then even after then, like, you wouldn't be able to move it turn two. Um, no, it might even be that if you're facing Seraphon, they can that, use them. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> Seraphon will be able to move them. So you know, oh, not cool. But yeah, so yeah, but there is some there is some play with bound uh, ender spells. Um, mm -hmm. Just not. We'll see. Um, uh, so other ones, the uh, 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 other ones are honorable mentions. Cadaver's Barricade and Shards of uh, Valagar, both because they mess with enemy movement. Um, mm -hmm. The trouble, the reason why they're honorable mentions is because they don't do it as well as potentially some other spells. Yes, the problem with Cadaver's Barricade is models starting move mm -hmm. within three inches, so there's a, the option to dispel it before the move moving phase. Mm -hmm. So potentially it, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we have the burning head, which is thirty points. A reroll ones to hit. That's great. But uh, actually, it's a damage spell. So if it mm -hmm. it can damage you if it's being moved and it's predatory. So maybe there the investment for bound is valid. So it doesn't move. Yeah, because you wouldn't. You'd what you do is you put it down somewhere. Say where you're going to put some thunderers or something. Mm -hmm. So they can benefit from the reroll ones to hit. But if you have the bound version, then it means your opponent can't move the spell over the top of them. Although I don't know the exact um, words on the bound one. The bound, um, the bound thing is just that the... On this uh, one. The, uh, who, for, for the predatory ones, it's just that they can... Um, that, you know, only Seraphim can, players can move it. Okay, so, which is a bit annoying if you want to move elsewhere and it's not moving with you. Yeah, but it's exactly. okay. It's it's a thirty point, but again, it's a battalion artifact plus thirty points for a reroll ones to hit. Yeah, and it will affect what two, three units maximum. Yeah, and the trouble is, Ko's power is that we can. Move, move. <laughs> everything like a whole army to the other side of the board and then shoot something else. And then if you put that spell there, then you're gonna, you know, fly high away from it. So that's a yeah. Problem. Um, what else we got? but uh, if you have like 30 points to spare, yeah, why not? But there's another uh, one for 30 points that's I know you like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we talk about that one, uh, let's talk about Pendulum first, which is. Interesting because it, your opponent can't move it back towards you. Like you put it in a direction and it carries on in that direction. There's 50 yes. points and it can do d6 more wounds, which is um, higher than um, a lot of other end spells because they normally most do d3. Mm -hmm. don't they? So there's that. The trouble is you set it up to go in a location and then it's easy for your opponent to avoid because they go, well, I know which direction it can move in. So what you usually do with Pendulum is you set it up in front of a hero, 
deal the d6. If you don't kill him, start of next round, it's going to move. It can only move over him or stay like a millimeter in front of him. So either way, he's getting another hit of d6 if he cannot unbind it, or dispel it. So that's a nice, that's like a trick that, like I'm going to guarantee kill killed your hero because you don't have any wizards or whatever. Um, the, the other thing you can do pendulum. is you can anticipate where your opponent wants to move stuff. So if they have, say if you're playing as Fireslayers and they've got a big half-guard berserker unit and they they put them, you know, on the line, twelve inches away from the objective, and it's obvious that well they want to move forwards towards that objective. So you set set it up so that it will move towards that objective. So it will be where they are, you know, where they are. But then if they they either have to then move past it and in the direction it's going to move. Or... Yes. Although I'd argue they don't care about it. No. Because on a four plus they'll ignore it, <laughs> and on a four plus they can ignore the mortals. Yeah, maybe so. half berserkers <laughs> weren't, weren't the best choice of an example, but you know, like a unit that is obviously well, it's going to move forwards to the objective. So yeah, um, I'm not sure how big the base is, but there's some play around it because if you cannot set it up like behind someone, then it needs to stay in front. So just you can actually screen it quite well because it's a mm -hmm. it's just a narrow line that you need to screen. So a conga line in front of it will stop it reaching your hero. Yeah. Um, and for 50 points, uh, yeah. that it's basically something that only does damage, and there's a better option for that. It's not as good if you can only cast it once. It's great in other lists where you can multicast it with, you mm. know, Nagash. You can just throw it out every turn. Okay. That's great. Uh, D6 mortal wounds every turn. Cool. So last honorable mention... Scuttle Tide, very nearly made it into the number 10 spot. Um, Matt, Matt Barker, that's been on the show a few times, he was he's quite keen on this. Um, mm -hmm. Well, at least in comparison to what we have in number 10. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to oversell like, how keen he is on it. Um, but uh, it's 30 points, so it's cheap. Which yeah. I mean, this is the common theme. There's not a single honorable mention here. That's an expensive spell, and this is, comes back to Max, Max, your point about the investment of needing you know, mm -hmm. a, a battalion. So the fake points is cheap. The cool thing about Scuttle Tide is it doesn't have a range for you know how far from the caster it could be set up. So mm -hmm. in theory, anywhere on the battlefield. However, it has to be wholly within six inches of a train piece. So, that's that. So, I which mean, is I not have... bad because some people bring their own terrain piece with them. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, fire slayers. Yeah. There's a guaranteed some sort of priest next to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, OBR. Um, yeah, okay. although that Loads one is like in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Seraphon. Every, lots of people have got them now. Um, so uh, Luminev. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luminev have now. They have um, a floating rock. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, uses the garrison walls as well. Interestingly. And moves. So there's going to be some weird interactions coming. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. So, but the trouble with Scarlet Tide is it doesn't do a huge amount, does it? So. You roll 
it, it triggers quite often. So when you set it up, or if the spell moves, um, or if an enemy moves or charges to within one inch of it, then you roll six dice, and then you get a mortal wound for each five plus. So you average two mortal wounds. What you can do with this is if there's like a little 10 man unit on your back objective or their back objective, it just harasses them, you know, uh, well, on the their way is, to the objective. Yeah, the other, it's because it's basically a wall. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one of the few wall spells that doesn't mess with us shooting because, like, Cadaver's Barricade. Uh, that messes with our shooting, gives cover, mm -hmm. the models mm -hmm. behind it. Um, and there's some others that do that as well. Obviously, uh, Prismatic Panacide really messes with shooting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it can be used as a wall to block a channel or something. Um, and interestingly, even though it's a predatory ender spell, it's one of the few ones that can't move after you set it up. Because uh, most of them have a rule saying, oh, once this model's been set up, you can move, but this one can't. Um, because actually then it would be really good, because you'd set it up, it would do mortal wounds. And then you'd move it, and it would do mortal wounds again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's potentially some play with this, with a defensive tool, almost, because if your opponent moves within range of it, they take mortals. And if they charge within range of it, they take mortals again. Mm -hmm. So, if you sort of, you know, if you want to move to 12 inches away from the enemy and blast away with guns, you could just put the scuttle tied down. If there's front. a terrain there. Yeah, if there's But if there's a terrain there, then you will you struggle to land your ship. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, if you're so going to be really close to the enemy, then they're moved to within an inch of it, potentially, because they want to be close to you for their charge. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, but it's uh, it's interesting mostly because of that almost infinite range. Yes. Cool. Uh, any other honourable mentions from you, Max? That I might have even have missed. No, I think we'll see the the, the discussed ones mm -hmm. in the top ten, like the the, the real alternatives. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, to even have, you know, say 10 options for spelling a bottle that other than Warp Lightning Vortex is quite good anyway. So uh, and we're covering a lot. So, yeah, let's move on to number 10. Uh, and, uh, yeah, see what it is. It's the Deus Arcanum. What is this thing? Where does this come from? I have never seen this anywhere on a table. <laughs> um, this is a Stormcast Endless Spell. It can only be cast by a Stormcast, and you don't have many Stormcast wizards floating about. That's maybe why you don't see them often. Or the ones you see, they're mounted. But this is uh, great because it can be done by a chemist, So because it only says a caster, not wizard. Uh, and what it does, uh, it's set up within one inch of it, and then you set up your caster on top of it. It's like a, a flying disc basically, for 30 points, and it grants him uh, a 12-inch move, mm -hmm. a plus one save, and I think he can do some more unbinding or casting, which is not of interest for our chemist. 
Well, potentially. <laughs> because it's depending on how you interpret the wording, you could say that yeah. basically that means he can unbind. Because you could say that. I'd say not. Yeah. Personally, I'd um, say because one extra unbind, but since he cannot do any to start yeah, with, exact... unless he's in Baraknar, in Baraknar he could mm. work. Well, the exact wording is one additional rather than extra paraphrased on here. Uh, uh, but you could say like one is in addition to zero. Okay, so there's <laughs> a okay, there's an argument there clear with your TO. Your oh, opponent. oh, actually, uh, so uh, so or oh, I'm not going. I'm not pronouncing it. So, uh, so, uh, finger for the chat is saying that it is extra. Okay, maybe I'm going from memory. Okay, well, it's yeah. debatable, but it's not, that's not the reason why we use it, not for the unbind without any plus, <laughs> because that's yeah. not going to stop anyone. What it does is it gives your a chemist a free plus save and a 12-inch move, which is awesome because now he can keep up with Engine Regus, for example, because they move 12. Yeah. And he can not only give his reroll ones to wound buff in the first round, but he can uh, give it in later turns. Also, interestingly, uh, I know why you're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, that buff, that etheric augmentation, cannot be used when he's in the ship. Mm -hmm. And uh, you might want to keep your chemist inside the ship just to keep him keep him safe. Minus one to be hit, plus one save. Uh, just, you know, if you're facing someone who can actually reach him with shooting. Uh, what this does is it actually teleports him out of the ship in the hero phase. Because it says set up within one inch. Yeah. You set up one, one inch of the boat, and then you place him on top of it. And so unlike, it's, um, unlike the things with the casting and stuff, there is an FAQ to back this up, which is the Bailwind FAQ for Seraphon if they're inside, inside the, the, garrison, the pyramid. Yeah. So yeah. there's... Uh, precedent to say that it will work basically yeah so that's cool that's a neat little trick you know uh get them out and if you're in urbaz where you can buff two units uh basically you can have you can play that two 12 man units of ending mm -hmm. riggers with shooty guns and he can he can move along with them keep them battleshock immune and uh, give them reroll ones to wound mm -hmm. for 30 points yeah. it's a nice yeah. trick i tried it out once it's fun. Um, speedy is a very. It's a very quick hero, uh, which also helps with, for example, places of arcane power. If you're playing that, mm -hmm. where you need to save as well, where you need to walk onto or charge onto an objective. I mean, mm -hmm. already you're only bringing two or three heroes. You're not going to charge your chemist onto an objective, or you know, <laughs> uh, run him, run him in on uh, outside of Zilfin is like. 10 inch with cogs, maybe a 12 inch, but mm -hmm. that's already difficult with this. Great, he moves 12, he flies. He can move yeah. over people, he can get in position. Yeah. Uh, it's a neat little well, thing. I think I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure the outside um, objectives in places of arcane power, you need an 11 to, um, to get onto it. You can, on the top one, you can get uh, if you're on the line, like the one above you, it's closer. Okay. The other ones, uh, the other ones are further away. Yeah. Okay. I think the middle one is nine inches because you need to be nine inches apart. 
Yeah, the middle one is easy, and then the uh, other ones are hard. I mean, easy with a four-inch move. That's not easy. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the <laughs> thing is, the command point. Yeah, for your I run, mean, you can run onto it. So it's. Um, I mean, basically, he's a hero who can keep up. He can fly. He's like an Andrew Master now. Yeah, with the ridgeable, he moves twelve as a free plus safe, and he can actually get his gun in range with twelve-inch move. Yeah, which is, um, which is cool. Yeah, um, which is, and I mean, then it's that's... got minus two, minus two rend. As J Jfu ports out in the chat, you know, 3d six attacks, minus two rend. Um, and if you yeah. put Grudge Bear, you yeah, you could, and he could have Grudge Bear as well for two damage. And it's 12 inch move. Yeah, it's still fours and fours. That's the problem with yeah. that gun. Well, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's an interesting one. The other thing about the admittedly questionable thing about whether he can cast and stuff is if you say oh well that he can then in theory he knows realm spells because it doesn't say oh wizards know these things it's just literally like here's a realm there's a spell um so <laughs> you could potentially make a case mm. to say that he can cast that but the realm spells are rubbish so you don't take this for that <laughs> uh, uh, there's one that gives plus one safe so that's good yeah, if you're playing yeah. that realm. That's the thing is you you don't know what realm you're gonna be playing in and then No. Although although plus one save if like That's the Shaman one. I yeah, think. plus one save, because he's getting plus one on here, and it's plus one not cover. So yep. then if you've got him on to cover like like your four plus save carry as strong as it is. You know. Well you can move fly him into cover and you get a two plus save. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but then if you um You don't even need to spell. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then if you had the spell, then you'd be like ignoring rend one basically as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that uh, would, um, situational was the word, was it? <laughs> yeah, situational was the word of the day, and yeah, that I mean, that's already with some uh, a lot of rules lawyering, which is mm -hmm. honestly not how it's intended to work. So, I you would expect a TO to rule against it. Is mm -hmm. probably the fair expectation there. Um, so yeah, I think we covered that. Let's move on to number nine. Let us know what you think. Uh, one thing, or... one thing Ooh. for the dice arcanum that's really easy to convert this for KO. Basically, it's a flying disc, so you can have like some endurance or some rocket hoverboard technical mm. stuff. It's basic. You can build this from anything. You just need a base. You need a little flying stick that you have from your engine riggers, and then you just get some sort of discs with some technical tubes and stuff and that's it <laughs> i never i haven't Easily thought about done. doing conversions for it i actually have one half painted oh, um okay. that it's been sitting there half painted for like a year because i was going to use it for a night encounter but then spell dons and stuff in the new book mm -hmm. and yeah so uh jf in the chat says you know we're cowed on overlords so we're obligated by the universe to rules lawyer yes <laughs> yeah, I mean, the code, it is, the code demands. It, is, it is basically narrative <laughs> but yeah let us know what you think of deus arcanum does it deserve to be in number 10 should skull tide have been higher do you think another uh spell should have uh maybe got in this place let's move on to number nine which is wildfire taurus Mm -hmm. um so the reason this one is in here is mostly for its effect which is any units that it passes over well not what it passes over but um 
it can basically make units potentially fight at the end of the combat phase. So to mm-hmm. unpack it a little bit, moves 12 inches, set up whole in 12 inches, so it's got 24-inch threat range, does D3 mortal wounds to units it passes over, uh, or units within one inch of it at the end of its move, or D6 if the unit has 10 or more models, which is actually pretty good mm-hmm. uh, to have that little buff. And then it's the wording is actually units uh, that have inflicted a mortal wound uh, fight at the end of the combat phase. So potentially, if they negate the mortal wound, I would say they don't yep. fight at the end of the combat yep. phase. Yep. They ignore it. But still... Um, so it's, it's a zone. 24 plus 0.99 inch. So 25 yeah. inch. Let's say 25 inch. Well, so that's a, you can throw that out like across the board. Within is exactly one inch away or less. Yeah. Okay. It's the whole the whole six inches from the board. Yeah. So, the objective discussion. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, twenty five inches uh, from yeah. your from your ship. That's good. You can you can cover quite an area with this. It doesn't say that it needs to move in a straight line, so you can uh, fly over back. You can attack multiple units with this, mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome. It's just not only one unit, but it's multiple units. Um, mm-hmm. The downside, as you mentioned, is the if they ignore the mortal wound, they have a spell ignore effect or anything, then it doesn't yeah. do it. I mean, I don't think this that's the main downside of this. I think the main downside of this is because you, you, you want to use this in Zon. Yeah? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, if not, maybe Fring if you've got Fire Slayers units, but then... Mm-hmm. Potentially. Yeah, or, you know, some other Dwarden units. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you could take in other things, like multiple units of Riggers. The thing is, if you, like, to make something, unless something else has got a fight first thing, and then depending when that activates, the whole activation wars, yada yada, um, you, mostly this is going to be useful if you're charging more than one unit in at a time. Or if you're charging in a ship and you've got like four heroes in it because they yes. can all fight at the same time. Yes. Yes. So good. Good if you're a hero bow, or good if you're you know, multiple units of six riggers or six wardens. Well, even if they charge you. Yeah. And then and then you get the chance to fight back to like fight mm. back with your funders. Uh, you don't want to get hit first with by two units. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. yeah. I hadn't thought about it defensively. It's actually quite good for Riggers. You can have like a, a castle with a chemist inside, and if someone hits that castle, already it has, you know, minus two potentially. Then you can just throw out the, mm-hmm. the thing behind them, twelve inches, and and tag them from behind. Do some multiple moves mm-hmm. and potentially uh, screw with their activation. Yeah, the thing that I would really want to be able to do with this. Is have cogs in the same list, and you of course you can only mm-hmm. have one, mm-hmm. and then casting cogs without spending a bottle is seven, and then you can't cast this. You definitely can't cast this. No. So you could take like a nine cantrip or something, but yeah, it's a seven to cast. You can't rely on it. And I mean, a seven to cast is a fifty-fifty. So yeah, it's okay. If yeah, you get a plus got, one you got somewhere. the un- you just go something like. Other people are going to unbind it. <laughs> well, like, that's the case with all of these six and seven casting. Oh, other people will unbind them or will 
uh, dispel them. They dispel them, yeah, but they yeah. were unbind. They can, um, like, spelling a bottle can't be unbound. It could be dispelled yes. a turn later. If you're trying to cast cogs normally, then it will get uh, unbound potentially by someone. Well, you, you can cast them outside the 30, so then it's only croak. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, yeah. if you're facing Crook, then you're already screwed anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> this would be really uh, fun if you could drop down with multiple ships, mo multiple gun haulers, or, and then you've got like three units of six wardens in zone, and then they all fight first. Yeah, if you want to go MSU Skywards or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you because it. you want to transfer, because you don't want to play a 12 man unit, but you want to play two sixes, but charge the same. The same enemy. Uh, you can guarantee. Yeah. You can guarantee that they will fight uh, before that enemy unit. Yeah. Well, guarantee. You know, uh, uh, if they if you deal the D three multiples. Um, yeah. The thing I dislike about this is the eighty points cost. Mm, it's pricey, and then it's it is pricey for what it does. It's competing with. Uh, 70 points, Geminids, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which have a similar effect because it's a minus one to hit or minus one attack can be awesome mm -hmm. in situations. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. It's a neat trick. People don't expect this from, I yeah. think, when they when they face your list and then there's a towers coming out of a bottle. So, and it, it screws with some people's plans. Mm -hmm. This will screw with, you know, smashing and bashing and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is, like, we're mostly talking about this from a rules perspective, but it's kind of, a, as any spell models go, it's one of the cooler ones, I think. Like, ah, most of them are cool or can be adapted yeah. to be cool. When um, some, it also has quite, quite a large base. So what we always need to remember with predatory endless spells is just the blockage of mm -hmm. movement you can do with them. Yeah, the one thing you could do with this if you wanted to convert it up is you could paint the ball... Or metallic and yeah, brass, add, brass some, ball. Mm. add some cogs to shove some cogs there's like a, a hollow inside that's just my tip for everything now is just shove cogs inside <laughs> that's why like, we'll talk about that a bit more later oh, i should have put a picture yeah there, i mean just... basically you just make this the brass ball from wall street mm. who's flaming <laughs> yeah. but yeah there's there's play it's cool yeah and you can make that all like aferic flames if you want definitely in magic make them whatever you want mm. i mean you don't need to take the ball if you're not playing at um warhammer world and just take the mm. base and make it some mechanical rhino whatever or get one of those adeptus mechanicus cavalry horse things and sort of cut it in half so it's only the front half of it so it's like a big mechanical running thing yeah whatever yeah. yeah let's uh move on um to number, number eight. eight the soul screen bridge so yes i mean if you've watched other shows you'll probably know why this is here this is a thing you can do with care is you can you basically this is like having a ship mm. almost that's 100 points and it can mm -hmm. transport more than an ironclad. This can transport um, a lot of units that you can yeah. fit within the six inches. Uh, but the really cool thing is, 
It can transport ships as well, which let's mm-hmm. explain the, the, the spell a bit more in case people don't know what it is. Um, so it's 100 points, which is a lot, but yeah, cast on a six, so it's easy to dispel. And sets up uh, holy within six inches. Um, and then you set up, so you set up one because there's two models, holy within mm-hmm. six inches, and then the second one, holy within 12 inches of the first. Um, and then in your movement phase, any units wholly within six inches of one of the uh, bridge spells can then be removed from the battlefield and set up wholly within six inches of the other one. So you've basically got like a pre-12-inch uh, teleport, and they have to be nine inches away from the enemy. Yeah, which is it's more than 12-inch because you can start behind the, the bridge mm-hmm. and then end beyond the second bridge. Mm-hmm. If you're playing the Realm of Death, it's going to be 24 inches. That's where it's interesting. That's why you see this often in cities units, uh, city lists, yeah, because it's... they have the empowered version. 12 inches, not as much, or 18 mm-hmm. inch on average. But it's it's still great. And the whole, <laughs> basically, the whole idea of moving a ship, then moving the ship, then uh, if you're playing Attack Squadron, Disembarking Arcanauts from the ship, they get a lot of move out of. Yeah, the ship won't, the ship won't be able to move. Like anything that crosses a bridge can't move afterwards. The ships can still no, fly high afterwards, but units can get out of the ship. Disembark is sure. not a movement. Getting out of the ship is not a movement, and normally you can't get out of a ship if it's moved or if it's flown high. Mm-hmm. But no, no, you can. The, there's nothing saying you can't get out of a ship if it's gone across a bridge, a magic bridge. So you can move three frigates across in Zilfin or um, Baraknar and then get out 15 funders from each and have 40 or 45 funders, depending if you've got heroes as well, um, and then set them up. And disembarking doesn't have the clause of being nine inches away. So the ships will be set up, mm-hmm. have to be set up nine inches away because they travel across the bridge, but then the funders will get out Three inches three, away, and then get their get their twelve inch guns into range. Even the fumigators into range, and they get their plus one from pin them, shred them, whatever they are. Finish punish, them. Finish them. I was going to say punish for some reason, but it will be punish them. Finish them. <laughs> yeah. Be, uh... um, there's one issue with this mm-hmm. uh, because you need to be wholly within six when you start your travels. You need to leave a gap. In your deployment like you need to account for where you're going to mm. place the first bridge yes. like when although you can depending on how many ships you're moving you can just set it up in front of your deployment yes obviously but then you'll struggle yeah. like to get everything within six saying you want to no, transfer but... the free frigates then you need to mm. account for it the problem with that is um one you're putting your ship with your chemist in the front line Yes. Where you might not want to put him. Because you want to get most of out of the 12-inch move, you're going to want the chemist to be farthest possible. Because there's no sense in having him in the corner then moving just like to the front mm-hmm. of your deployment zone. You could have deployed there anyway. Um, you could, you the, 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 the issue... Yeah, you, the, the issue is with this is your infrared range. And if you're creating like a little hole for the bridge, um, if the enemy can put something inside that hole, be it an alpha charge model, be it a comet, be mm-hmm. 
be mm -hmm. it a spell, whatever, you can't place it. So that's yeah. like the classic problem you have. You always see that bridge-shaped hole in cities' armies in their deployment. Like in the middle of their line, there's like a little mm. hole. If you can throw a comet in there, that's that's it. They cannot yeah, I mean, put their put I think their I could work on. out that with three shapes, you can pretty much deploy them. If you can remember, work out how to deploy them, you can set up the bridge outside of your deployment, just in front of them, and they will be in range. You uh, need to make sure that yeah, the chemist, that's... the one with the chemist in, is in the middle. And I, I again, you're putting be. your ships on the front line. Yeah. So which I don't want to put my ships on the front line. No, it, it creates this issue where you have to go first, or you have to know your opponent's threat ranges, and therefore yeah. potentially deploy further back so that you can make them go first. But so you've got to go for drops, but then. If you're going for drops and you can't take all the things you want to take so. to make this really work. And we mentioned this thing about situationally good. Mm. This one is situationally good if you build the situation in your list. So you have to build around it. So some things yeah. are situationally good depending on your opponent's list. And this is situationally good depending on your list. This is, I, I like did the whole teleporting ships and disembarking that's nice but it's a meme mm. to be honest yes. it's not going to happen um what you can use the bridge for is to have to move 20 founders and not use an ironclad to do it mm. you can move because they have 18 inch guns you can move them now another 18 inch forward you create a, a long freight range with your with your funders you can use it to teleport like guarantee because this is cast Oh, no. Is it cast on a six? Are you, are you sure? I thought it was yeah. higher than that. Um, you can guarantee the movement for your Fire Slayer allies. You can guarantee mm -hmm. your movement for Iron Drakes that you brought with you. It's it's a setup. It's not a move. So people who, who benefit from that, like Iron Drakes, who then get an extra shot, um, they're happy about this. They they get in range and still have the double shot. Yeah. Um, so I I see it as a a ship movement or ship fly high for units that cannot or you don't want to put in a ship mm. <laughs> or you don't want to use a ship to do that. So that's well, a nice cheaper. guaranteed way around that. Without like I don't want to use a ship, I don't want to use an ironclad, but I still want to move mm. twenty funders. Yeah, or right. you can you can do that. Get models onto an objective. Exactly. Because you know yeah. they can't. If you teleport a ship, you know if the units are inside. Uh, if you're ship, not you built in, army, yeah. yeah. Then you're, if you're not one model on. Even if the ship lands on an objective, you're one model. But with this, you can get yes, of course, fifteen funders well, or whatever. Outside, so, you can do the the Zilfin trick outside of Zilfin, basically. Yeah, funders yeah. on an objective. Another thing you could do is you could use this in Zilfin. You would still use the Zilfin fly high to get the funders out, and then you cast this turn two to move them because obviously if you put them back in the ship and then they wouldn't be able to get out until another turn later mm -hmm. so you could use this to redeploy them potentially yes the problem i have with this is 100 points yes or it needs to 18 come inch down. move that you need to in theory oh cool i can move 18 inches forward that's not the reality because there's going to be a terrain piece there there's going to be mm -hmm. models there there's going to be objectives elsewhere enemy units and the way you deployed 
So the, the the 12 inch is too short for that. The 24, if it's empowered, okay, yeah, I can mm -hmm. I can play with that because it gives me flexibility to go left or right. But 12, yeah. 100 points yeah. for the 12 is a lot, in my mm -hmm. opinion. But the, the nice thing, thing is... the nice thing is you can still move back. You can be in yeah. combat and <laughs> use the bridge to get out of combat. Mm -hmm. You can do a, a fly high with thunderers. If you say, oh, mm -hmm. I'm in combat, well, you know, honestly, I don't think I'll I'll win this. Just yeah. jump back <laughs> yeah. through through the bridge and go where you were before, mm -hmm. or yeah, get your hero to safety. Yeah. If you're gonna try and say fly high a couple of ships, or not fly high, but teleport them with the bridge to get that extra distance to get more than that twelve, then that's when you know the problem with terrain and stuff really comes into play because it's you know moving the finding a space to basically this is a frigate size base to spell. And then you want to find space to get that 12 inches from your original starting position and then also have space for two frigate size bases. Yeah, although. And then although, have sp space again afterwards to then also mm, get Thunder as hell. Although this is a model, so you can put this on terrain. Yeah. And, the, and then also getting the, yeah, the models that go across and get out on the terrain. But it's, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the type of terrain, doesn't still not necessarily practical. Yeah, I really... that's what I meant. It's not the, yeah. the theory of going 12 forward, but it's how can I actually <laughs> manage this yeah. measuring-wise? Uh, the, be the best way to yeah. use this is to have lots of uh, two-plus ships, possibly, to get the most out of it. And the more ships you have, the harder that is then in the, you know that target location ah. you want to go to. That the whole ship thing's not going to happen. The, the longer you talk about it, it's not going to happen. Well, this is just one of those lists in your head, like that you've been accumulating for a year now without playing games. So it's just <laughs> weird. Forty-eight Sky Wardens in Baragnar list, <laughs> whatever they were. <laughs> this is one of of those. I think this is neat yeah. to have teleport. You know, forty Arcanauts. Move forty mm -hmm. Arcanauts with a bridge in in Mornar. Or you know, mm. wherever you use for the Arcanauts. Yeah, I think that's basically mm. the bridge. And if you're wondering where this model is from, this was from the Forbidden Power expansion. Yes. Uh, and that's the other thing that holds it back, because a lot of people have malign sorcery because that come with loads of ender spells and was the first one, mm -hmm. and less people bought Forbidden Power. Um, again, uh, I, I built my own bridge uh, mm -hmm. for my city's dwarfs. It's just some rune stones floating. It was mm -hmm. done in in a day. Uh, you just get the two bases and build on, you know, some arcs that you teleport through, some stargates, some mechanical things, whatever. Mm -hmm. Some portals. Just by the the realm portal from GW, that model put it on there, sideways, mm -hmm. because they come in in a set of two. Done. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> interesting but there's play in this there's play in this it will surprise there's some yeah. play in this but yeah uh i think place yeah. eight is correct for this i think it's one of those things as well where you will start using it for one thing and you'll discover i think that using it for other stuff is better like You'll be, if you take it for like doing these weird shenanigans, you actually find, oh, instead of doing this weird shenanigan, it's just better just to get some units onto an objective. Yeah. So, 
let's uh, move on to seven. seven. Darkfire Rift. <laughs> uh, potentially lower than I think maybe some people would have expected. Uh, I mean, a lot it's of these ones in the middle. Due to the, it's due to the magic down. word. Um, so it's 80 points. Cast mm -hmm. on a six, so easy to dispel. Sets up holy within nine inches and moves 12. Uh, it does D3 mortal wounds to everything it passes over or within one inches at the end of its move. And um, you get plus one mortal wound for each wizard or other in the spell within 12 inches at the end of its move. Mm -hmm. so, other in the spell is important, so it itself yes. doesn't count. Yeah, they didn't mess up on the wording with that one. <laughs> no, no, they were clear on this. Uh, potentially, this can do... Uh, Truckload of mortal wounds yeah, against the was, correct army. Um, I think this spell, this endless spell, is the reason that the limit on endless spells in the last GHB to limit armies to three endless spells each was the reason why. <laughs> Could because be because they Could were because <laughs> um, there were you know there were people taking multiple endless spells, then casting this, Seven. and it was doing like. Yeah. 19 water wounds to every unit in Passover. Um, um, so yeah. so uh, do you need to play around this? Because uh, you, you count the endless spells or wizards at the end of its movement, so within mm -hmm. 12. So you need to, like, I, I've played this once uh, against Lumineth, and it was glorious. <laughs> because they all have a, a wizard as their, like, uh, unit captain. Yeah. And so you need to, like, Move around. Twelve inch move is not too much, but you can like tag people and then set it in the middle. And if he has a or your opponent has a, let's say, uh, two endless spells and two wizards plus the four wizards around, so that's already plus eight plus nine. Um, I think uh, I've like when I activated per unit, I did ten or twelve mortal wounds, and it affected three or four units. And then uh, I got the priority for the double. I gave it away, moved it again, did the whole thing again, and <laughs> that was his army. So it, it on average, yeah. it dealt like thirty mortal wounds per per mm. turn. I used it twice. That's just stupid, yeah. to be honest. But then it's there will be <laughs> cases where it will just do different or to two units, and that'll be it <laughs> yeah. because yes. they have the wizards and stuff. And that's exactly uh, the reason why we put it on position seven because it's great against wizards or casting armies. Situationally it, good. It's Cash less good against. <laughs> you play this against fire slayers, it's going to do d3 mortal wounds, which are going to get ignored. Yes, because the other thing is like the runic firewall, and their their endless spell things are not endless spells. They yes. are magnetic invocations, so they don't. Give they don't count for this evilist. Nope. Um, to answer a question in the chat, uh, Philip uh, John Ryan says he thought that the spells couldn't be unbound if they're in the spell in the bottle. So they can't Correct. be unbound in your initial cast. So the first time it's set up, they don't get a chance to unbind it. But in future turns, the opponent does have the opportunity to dispel it. Yeah. So that's, that's why we're putting the casting it value on there because that is relevant because there are some that are like very difficult for them to dispel turn two or turn three and there are others that are easier 
Yeah, so. this one's one of the easy ones. They need a seven to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they cannot. They can never unbind spell on a bottle spells, but mm-hmm. they can always dispel them later. Yes, that's the difference between the two words. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I apologize if I sometimes confuse them. <laughs> a lot. Everybody does it. Everyone mixes up those words. Um, yeah. And interestingly, spell. I'm currently painting one a conversion. Oh, I wonder who gave you the idea for this one. I just realized I should probably actually make that so people can actually see it. There we go. It's a bit rough at the moment because I've just, the last stage I've done is dry brushing. So I've got purple on my gold and stuff. But yeah, that's that. Um, that's a good use for the uh, Brock. <laughs> and really... Yes. Well, I put a second Brock Gronson just to make this. Yeah, <laughs> I got cheap bought... on eBay. And I will do a Celestine Prime at some point, copying you as well. <laughs> yeah, I did the other way around. I bought a, uh, a Brock for the Celestine Prime, and then I had this Endrin, and then I said, I'll the... just do a Darkfire. Because uh, I wanted, there's two spells in that dark in that Slaves to Darkness uh, box yeah. that are used, a good use. Yeah. Well, I've got two Slaves to Darkness boxes now as well, because I used the Dark Fire Demon with Flames mm. for my last gun hauler. So mm. now, and I've spent ages trying to figure out how to magnetize it and or copy it like you know with blue stuff and it just didn't work very well so i just bought an extra kit um mm-hmm. so yeah i had three boxes of endless spells arrive on the same day from the in the, from the post not wary not wary dwarfish <laughs> no well <laughs> it's, it's very cauldron overlords magic. And, yeah so it's yeah there. i mean it's it's a great spell the base is not too big uh, so you can fit it in between units and land mm-hmm. and you know place it. Yeah, small. Uh, great against, place. great against Siege, Luminef, Seraphon, mm. potentially uh, cities if they're playing Hallowheart, but it can be useless against you know Sons of Behemoth or mm. Fire Slayers. Yeah. You know. And you, when we were talking about the Soul Screen Bridge, you mentioned crazy lists that I come up with in my head. So there is a thing you can do with this. Mm. Where you could take a night encounter and an everblaze comet, and mm-hmm. then you can mercenary in a flesh eater quartz uh, wizard, and the mm-hmm. mercenary rules for flesh eater quartz wizard means it deploys off the table and then comes on um, onto the table uh, six inches, only within six inches of the board edge. So you get mm-hmm. you basically cast your everblaze comet from thirty six inches away outside of unbarn range hopefully cast whatever ender spell you pick for your flesh eater cast wizard and then you cast dark fire gmer it and it does more wounds with plus two because you've got or maybe plus three because you might have the flesh eater quartz wizard there as well as it's in the spell um but that yeah. mercenary wizard is 240 points is he not Yes, this, this I did say. I preface this <laughs> with crazy list. Um, not advocating this is a good thing to do, um, but it's a, it's a meme list basically. But yeah, um, you can so you will do deep three plus three potentially. You'll get the water wounds. For well, you can get maybe you can get more. You have ca- more casters. You get like a couple of night encounters. How many? How much are they? One hundred and twenty. No, but they can cast Ender Spells. Yes, but they, the Ender Spells don't have the range. So what's good about the Flesh Eater Quartz one is it comes off from a board edge. So they 
It well, there are ones up. that you can throw up far away. I mean, Comet is one, and then the second one you can just use, uh, I don't know, something that is far away. That can move like 18 or 20 or... Well, you could just, yeah, the, the trouble is like, the idea would be scuttled hard and Comet, but you need, you want it, you need spell in a bottle for this one. <laughs> what you need is a second spell in a bottle. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what like, you need. If you could have three spell in the bottles, then you just cast three demon wrists and they'd all buff each other. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be crazy. Uh, well, you wouldn't be able to cast yeah. if you could get limited per one model, one endless spell model of the same type. But yeah, yes. there's a potentially a very crazy thing you could do there um, to buff it. Potentially, but again, yeah. building around it. But it's if you know you're gonna face in a tournament. There's your friends. You know they're gonna play Lumineth. Mm. No mercy. Lumineth are getting very else. popular at the moment. So yes, take this. Like if they. If you, when the lay of the land comes out after you know in the next week or so of how the list looks, you know you might see a lot of people taking Lumineth to tournaments. Well, not within the next half a year because those models take ages to paint. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, so there'll probably be. I wouldn't if they're really good. You will see some like statue Lumineth like painted grey mm. with some moss and so or ghost lumineth with rusty weapons won't you or something like that Maybe. Like, it will happen if they're, if they're good enough okay so let's move on to number six we're getting close to that point. number six is the purple sun so 50 points cast on an eight so that's difficult for your opponent to dispel in later turns because they mm -hmm. would need a nine um mm -hmm. set up hold within six inches of yourself and then move nine um and then each unit passed over it passed, passed over by it or within one inch of it at the end of its move you roll a number of dice equal to the number of models in the unit so if there's 10 models in the unit you've got 10 dice if it's just a hero you roll one dice for that um then for each six plus a model is slain. Mm -hmm. um, no pain or pain. Yeah. If units with wounds characteristics... Uh, what's the typo there? Well, six or uh, more, that's correct. Uh, no, there's a typo. With a wounds characteristic. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, of six or more, suffer 2d6 mortal wounds instead. And now, this is... The interesting thing about this is the FAQ states you still need to roll the six plus. They don't don't just automatically you don't just deal two d six mortal wounds, but you mm -hmm. actually need to roll a six and then you deal two d six mortal yeah. wounds. So this is basically pretty rubbish against heroes. And no, this is a this is a horde clearer. Yeah, this is your forty plague monks. Yeah, this will do nothing against sons of behemoth because they're all like uh, no, single it will block monk. their movement because yeah. <laughs> it's. Maybe taller than four inches. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. Because uh, I, I have my. I think it is. I think it is. Because we were talking about the base size earlier. I just got all the spells on my desk <laughs> preparation. Yeah. Uh, oh, close. Let's get the inches side of the tape measure rather than the centimeter. Yeah, it's taller than four inches. Mm -hmm. so. so, yeah. I mean, this was a classic one in, in the beginning. With all the casting when it mm -hmm. came out it was great now it's 50 points that's yeah, good cheap. value 
Uh, it's a it's something that you can throw out in your turn, and if you don't get, like if you get double turned, this is something that you your opponent needs to think about mm -hmm. if he has like a horde army because it says yeah I can move this across your horde and potentially take out a mm -hmm. couple, force a battle shot whatever. Um, yeah. will, really would I would I spend the investment for this? It's easier in KO because the problem with this being predatory it can bite you in the ass. What yeah, with KO being in a ship, throwing it out and moving it elsewhere, mm. it's less risky than yeah. having a your unit your army move up, throwing it out, and then it comes back flying towards you. Yeah, you don't want your ship to stay near it because everything inside it will get hit. But um Yeah. It's yeah, it's just it's really good depending on the meta. Because if you've got lots of Nurgle, lots of fire mm -hmm. slayers, because mm -hmm. um, uh, the fault, like, save mortal wound protection doesn't do anything against this. The yeah. uh, obviously the spell ignore that fire slayers have that would work. That, that but, still uh, works, but Nurgle is a good example. Yeah, Nurgle, you know, all those minus 20 to be hit. Nurgle well, the other thing is like Blight Kings. Uh, if you so you know twenty bright kings and you are twenty dice and then you slay some models of four, four wounds each, mm -hmm. so each one slain is like having done four wounds. Um, yeah, for for models with three or four wounds, this is a great spell. Mm -mm. Even five five would be awesome <laughs> to yeah. slay a five model on a six. Mm. Uh, that's valuable, and yeah. for fifty points, it's okay. If hordes start becoming a, a, a big thing again then this could be useful it's okay it's a good thing it's hard to dispel movement yeah. could be further again i think in shyish it moves 12 inches yes um yeah the other thing is i haven't thought about much until now is the the realm rules they introduced in the ghb uh the changes to them was now you basically roll off and one of you gets to decide the and you realm. just choose yeah so 50 50 you get to choose to be the realm for the end of spell you've chosen mm -hmm. and have it move further and be empowered which is pretty or good. or if you're going to a tournament where they already told you we're all mm -hmm. gonna play in who knows what yeah, if you're Actually. playing in shy you know, every every game is going to be in Chinese, and it makes some of these spells better. Well, mm -hmm. um, one of the good things about this is the psychological value, because everybody knows what it does. So you take a, I think that everyone knows what Dark Fire Demon Rift, or a lot of people know what it does. If you take some of these spells, and people are like, oh, what does that do? Mm -hmm. um, whereas this one, and with it being a predatory one, really can potentially mess with your opponent's head for priority decisions yes because they know what it does and, they, and it's Which got a great. reputation like because it was like oh when the first end of spells first come out like, oh, this was a bad talk. guy yeah yeah <laughs> this is the bad guy with the googly eyes and the yeah um so everyone knows what it does so yeah let's move on to number five crossing the halfway mark mm -hmm. uh top five i should have like a little drum roll thing or like an intro set up for in at number five. Actually, on that, on that, we do have a new entry at number five. 
<laughs> new in the charts this week um, <laughs> the blood rack viper which uh, i would just awesome. talk about having awesome all the spells on my desk but this one is not on my desk it's out of reach um, awesome sculpt great points cost 40 points and what it does basically is um after you set it up with a nine and moved it nine inches so 18 inch uh, fret range, so to say, everything within one inch, so actually 19 inch fret range. Uh, you roll three dice, you choose one unit, and you roll three dice. And for each roll greater than the wounds characteristic, uh, or equal or greater, um, is it greater or is it equal or greater? It's just greater, so you have to just beat it. Are you sure? Because last time we talked about having like full five wound heroes and killing them on a five. Uh, let me double check because that is actually quite important. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you just outright slay slay a model. Yeah, which is again like what we we're talking about with the with um, five wound or four wound yeah. models, and this ignores the whole you know slaying. Ignores the whole feel no pain, everything. So you can it's, either throw this at the hero, five wound hero, and just roll three dice. There's a good chance that you're just mm -hmm. gonna slay him. Um, I think it's the equal defensive greater, equal greater. That's yeah, that's an important thing to know. So I think uh, eels have four wounds. Those you know defensive eels with a two plus save and ignoring rend. You throw this in front of them, you can slay one or two. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome for forty points. Yeah, great move. It's a big round base. I think it's a hundred millimeter base. Yes, it is. Yeah. So it covers some area, covers some space, and I mean, you can do this multiple times. You know, you can just <laughs> uh, if you again, if you get same as a uh, if you get double turned. This is something that your opponent needs to. To remember, you know, you can move this nine inches and just slay models, and there's a good chance mm -hmm. to slay models with this. This can yeah. slay heroes. This can slay, you know, uh, important pieces. This can, this can hurt. Yeah. Again, this is like a meta pick because lots of five wound heroes about. This is great at taking off like just one five wound hero. Mm -hmm. Nurgle potentially going to be coming up in the meta a bit more now with the new battalion, and a lot of their heroes are seven wounds. I'm not sure about Softy Barpipe or what he is because no one ever used to play him, but he's good six. now. He has he, about, it's probably seven because that's their number. <laughs> um, and he has a good song about farts, so he's going to be used a lot now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Just see what because that is interesting to know whether he's a. Well, so um, I wouldn't have changed his wounds. But even, just, again, okay. as we said, uh, you have that five-man unit of Black Kings. There's a chance that you can slay one. Oh, Slopty Barpiper, five wounds. Five wounds, He's awesome. going to die from <laughs> He's so, going to uh, get eaten by the snake. Yes. Uh, uh, it's a great model. I love it. I love the sculpt. Uh, you can do a lot of stuff with it, like molten. Instead of blood, you can make it molten metal. I think Lee, you you've painted one up. If you want to show, I'm gonna steal that idea and just do it. Yeah. That looks awesome, especially I the black earlier. The black just cogs inside things. 
there you go. Shove some cogs inside. Got some more under the. That's really awesome. The, in the in this. Where's where's the tongue? I didn't put the tongue because I didn't like the tongue. Okay. And I couldn't think of. I did play around with. Let me. Uh, you give it like a little gun in the mouth. Shooting. I did play around with some <laughs> things like that, and it just didn't look right. And the teeth get in the way. Um, um, but I did. Yeah, I thought about like having a little flamethrower thing. Oh yes. But yeah, in the end, I was like, I just wanted. I just wanted to paint it because it arrived, and I had mm. actually started painting the, the demon rip before. Mm. Um, but then this arrived. Uh, well, I say paint it. I don't I think I'd only built it. I built it. I started doing that conversion first, and then this arrived, and I was more excited about doing that. No, so. definitely, definitely looks great, and I think it's a. There's some cool list tech with this. Mm -hmm. If you can, especially in Sylphin, where you can you can actually reach like those small heroes. Mm -hmm. You can reach that hero on a Bailwind, like uh, not broke because he has seven wounds, but you know whatever you put on there. Mm. At forty points, <clears throat> let's say forty points. That's awesome. August, we get some points increases. That could be a lot more relevant than it is now. <sighs> I don't know about this. I don't think they'll increase because in in Daughters of Cain, this is not as nine eighteen inch. Well, yeah, okay. I'm talking about KO get points increases. Okay. Oh, um, yeah, because that could be more relevant. Like it could be like no, oh, I don't think like the vortex is harder to squeeze in in the future or whatever. Could be. I mean, could be. Yeah, that's the thing. Forty points. You can you can find space for forty points. Mm. The thing is, currently, you can quite easily fit a warp lightning vortex in a KO list and have pretty much everything you want in it. So there's not much incentive to take the cheaper options, unless I mean some builds. You know, you start putting thunderers and stuff in, then you that's when you start running out of points a bit more. For warp lightning vortex, you need Zilfin. Mm -hmm. Or that one Mornar move your ship with an Admiral list. Custom Skyport. Um, that's not a thing. Herbaz <laughs> um, with an Admiral. Yeah, um, but um, with this, having the 19-inch on some deployments, you let your opponent go first. You can, you can hit stuff. Mm -hmm. No, I like it. Yeah. I, I, I need to try, try it out, like make some yeah. lists. One thing that is a negative for it is the base size. Might, it means it's easy for your opponent to deploy, so you can't put it next to a hero. Yes. 100 mil base. Um, but then for four points, I mean, you Again. could just put it to block a channel because actually 100 mils you terrain pieces. just needed to put it close to the hero for the mind game. Like, mm. I can potentially move this into your hero next turn if you yeah. take the double well because here's the effect it could have is they don't move the hero forwards and then if they don't move the hero forwards can units move as far forward to get buffs from that hero mm -hmm. because they've got to be wholly within whatever range of whatever hero it is so there's that to consider um but yeah let's move on to number four which is the Everblaze Comet. So we've mentioned yeah. it before. This was very popular when it came out. Mm -hmm. I um, it's, it up there. 
I'm not going to get that one because everyone knows. <laughs> I haven't done any cool conversions on that one, so there's no point. Uh, I've done a cool conversion on that. Oh, cool. I've done a conversion. Right? I used the, the inverse of a gone holder. No, it's uh, in the club. I need to drive there in 10 minutes and (laughs) get it. Uh, You can see see pictures (laughs) on my Instagram if you're interested. It's Jordan Max on on Instagram. Uh, It's basically the whole of a a gun holder uh, with a fuse. So it's just a big, massive bomb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, This is awesome because of its range. 36. So no need for itself in this. Just throw it out. Uh, which for for Stormcast means you can cast this outside of um, unbind range. We don't we don't care because we cannot be unbound. And um, it's an AOE mortal wound spell. Um, so when it comes up, the first time everything within ten suffers mortal wounds, either one d3 or three mortal wounds, depending on what you roll for the unit. And then uh, at the start of the battle round, so not the turn, mm. but each battle round, it does uh, mortal wounds again, guaranteed mortal wounds, uh, unless they can ignore them. Uh, so there's no like what ranked in vortex that it's on a four plus or three plus or two plus, mm-hmm. which you can fail. This is just one mortal wound or D three on a four plus. So mm-hmm. it's you will damage things, which is great to plan. Like I'm gonna throw this in do some AOE to everything around and then I'm going to go again and shoot some more and I'll probably be able to kill mm. whatever I'm trying to kill. Uh, now, another side effect, nice bonus, is it's a minus one to cast aura for wizards within five inches, so you can disrupt your opponent a bit. Downsides, it's 100 points. You know what would really tip this one over the edge? If it was minus one to casting, unbinding, and dispelling rolls, for forwards within five inches because then it would make it harder to dispel as well mm-hmm. that would be really cool but it doesn't do that uh, no the, the issue rolls. with this is 100 points yes which is a steep investment yeah um, when you're saying that you've got the option of warp lightning vortex at 80 points yeah now with 80 points uh the, the cool thing is this is a stormcast spell so you can double down you can have an encounter it's cast on a six so he he's Probably be able to do it, and you can warp lightning vortex. So you can yes. put down the vortex. I know this is not a technical alternative, but it's an addition. Mm. <laughs> Throw in the comet as well, and then you, with if your encounter is alive, you can mm. uh, dispel it and cast it again. Yeah, I, I mean, I did that almost a year ago now <laughs> um, with the the very first tournament I went to with the new KO book. I, Unfortunately, I forgot my night encounter model at the tournament to take it to the tournament. But someone very nicely had one, just had one spare <laughs> in their pocket. Yeah, yeah, they just had one spare in their case, which let, and they let me borrow it, which is handy. If not, I would have had. I was only around the corner from where I lived, so I could have gone home and got it. But um, yeah, I yeah, that's what I was doing. The issue is, you have almost unlimited range with your warp lightning vortex with the Zilfin fly high, but this is. 36 mm. inch range so then that kind of t- dictates where you end up wanting to put your warp lightning vortex because you want them to overlap mm, it dictates where you put your encounter yes and that was the other thing is i was two drops and so i was either putting down my battalion or my night encounter first mm-hmm. um so yeah um you have to figure out where you're putting your 
putting a 90 counter to, so it won't be unbound and it's relatively safe. Mm-hmm. And but, um, you want to give away the turn as well. But. It's a nice thing. It's similar to Vortex because it's, uh, you know, you can double tap if you get a double. You put it down, it does everything within 10, you get a double turn. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter if you get a double turn. Yeah, it doesn't matter who gets round, the priority. Start of round, it just, just does it again. Yeah. So it's like you take the second, you want to take the second turn in the first, like you want to give away the first turn, take the second turn, cast it, and then it goes off again before your opponent gets a turn mm-hmm. and a chance to dispel it. So there's a good chance to kill that hero, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a good chance you'll deal D3 or three mortal wounds the first time and then another one or D3 the second time. So, you know, you can you can kill a five yeah. hero with this. Yeah, and then if you overlap it with Bolt Lightning Vortex, and five wound heroes are just gone, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, but that then again investment yeah. Uh, yeah. stuff. It's an e trick. Talking about alternatives. Uh, yeah, it's more expensive. But if you're, you know, if your friends complaining about Bolt Lightning Vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a nice alternative. Yeah. And we mentioned when we talked about the Demon Rift, like the possibility of using this with it. And of course, I talked about the Flesh Eater Quartz and stuff there as well, which the Flesh Eater Quartz thing is really building into it. But just having a Night Encounter and the other base comet and a Demon Rift is not necessarily too much of an investment because a Night Encounter on his own is actually relatively good. Because you got the auto. You get the auto unbind. He's actually mm-hmm. a relatively survivable hero that can like. He's on a. You know, you're playing Total Conquest. You can sit on an objective and get mm. you extra points for being a leader and stuff. Um, he has that suicide vest where he can just blow up people <laughs> with different mortal wounds. Yeah. And if you wanted if you to convert to. it, you could do it like a little KO suicide vest <laughs> with all those little bombs. I'm not sure they're meant to be bombs, but the little time charges that come with the sky wardens you can put them all over it and get a little jacket yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah and then because you say like oh with the going off it could kill a wizard but if you add on demon rift then five wound heroes are, are gone and then yeah, it's although also I... buffing the demon rift as well although personally I think that's uh, too much of play around yeah. like build around it but Comet, uh, I think the bonus is it's an AoE, so you can damage multiple units. It's long range, 36, mm-hmm. and it's guaranteed uh, mortal wounds, unless they can ignore mortal wounds, but it's guaranteed yeah. to, to deal wounds. The main thing about this is you don't need the Sylphen. Mm-hmm. So you can put, you, if you want to play Urbaz and still have Spell in the Bottle, because Spell in the Bottle is easy to get in Urbaz because you don't have, you're, uh, you're not forced to take something with your first artifact. Yes. So you don't need a battalion um, to have spell in the bottle. So you can put this in and still have that. Right. Well, if you know, I like if you I mean, deploy you badly, always... I'm going to put this down and it's going to do more wounds on a load of stuff. So you can always take collector in others, mm-hmm. in other skyports. Okay. Top yeah. three. Top three, the big boys. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, have a look, see what we got. The Realm Scourge Rupture. So, yep. oh well, we mentioned Matt at the beginning of the show, um, where we talked about Scuttle Time. He's used this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in Barrett Monarch on a few lists. Uh, Kron used this um, when it first came out a little bit. Cancon. Um, so yeah, I use it. It's neat. I painted mine up. Mm -hmm. That's the the other reason why I bought that box. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is a side, a side note on all these endless spells is the trouble is, is buying all the kits or making all the conversions. But something like Slaves of Darkness, you get two in that one that are good. Yes. Uh, um, so also like the Stormcast. Well, if you buy the, if you buy the Stormcast one for every base comet, yeah, you also then get Deus Arcanum, which if you want to try that out as like a fun for a fun game, then you can. Honestly, um, the comet, it's a ball on it or it's a ball on a on a yes. space. Just you know, yeah. take a ping pong ball and sculpt some green stuff flames around it. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> just make a like sculpt a styroform rock that fell from the sky yeah yeah it's not or just a, just, not or just a crater just buy a crater and just be like just well, make a crater, a crater. Made, and yeah. everything else burnt up in the atmosphere yeah 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 exactly <laughs> uh but uh yeah i mean that's the fact that you can get this and and Under, some, some of them you buy them and you get one you really want one at the end of the spell mm -hmm. and then some you can buy and there's actually two good ones so that's yeah that's the reason why i never i never bought the warp lightning vortex like the original yeah one, although it's just on that, that, subject, that one we mentioned scuttle tide and what it does the vermin tide does a similar thing doesn't have that unlimited range but it has mm. a similar thing where it triggers when something moves within range of it or charges within range of it but unlike mm. scuttle tide that's three inch range rather than one inch Trigger. And it's a larger piece. Yeah, I don't think it's as long, but it's deeper. Yep. And it's a better model because the skull type model is shit. Honestly. Yeah, it looks very bad. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like they had some space and like. It's like copy pasted uh, some spider outlines onto it. Uh, uh, but oh, let's talk then, about the rupture. What does a rupture do? Yeah, just oh, very quickly in the chat. Oliver in the chat says, anyone else get the feeling? Number one, we warp lightning vortex. No, because this is all alternatives. Op these are options other than warp lightning vortex. So, warp lightning vortex is basically S tier. <laughs> this is the top 10 below. So, like, if you include a Ramsgurge rupture, a uh, uh, warp lightning vortex, and Ramsgurge rupture would be number four rather than number three. This is mm -hmm. the top 10 excluding warp lightning vortex. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, you were going to say. What, yeah, Realms Coast Rupture, 60 points, which is neat. So if you like, you don't have enough points to fill in your your Vortex for 80, this is 60, mm -hmm. so it gives you 20, 20, those 20 points that sometimes mm -hmm. you you struggle with. Uh, it's set up with a 9, it moves 9. Uh, so again, it has that 18, 19-inch uh, um, fret range. This is similar to um, the Pendulum, where you set it up, in a direction and it can only move forward it can only move towards like well, you have these spikes on the, on the image you can yet yeah, you set it up with the spikes facing <laughs> outwards it can only move in that direction it's yeah, like it a is. like a gate moving through plowing through uh the mm -hmm. the battlefield which is cool because it cannot bite you in the ass and you can plan where it's going then it deals different multiple wounds who cares some multiple wounds nice to have the thing here is that it halves the move characteristic 
until the end of the battleground. So even if you take first, uh, it's gonna move, it's gonna half it. And most importantly, it's gonna have, like if you take second, you, your opponent move forward, you throw this in front of him. So like 0 0.9 inches away, it's gonna have his movement, no matter what in the next, um, in the next round anyway, because either you move it and you move it, I would suggest you even just keep it in front of him. Yeah, don't move, <laughs> Not over. move it across. Just keep, just move it across. <laughs> um, or he moves it over, and mm. it's like it's it guaranteed. It's a guaranteed effect for the next round, mm. and, because it happens before he has the the chance to dispel it. And we mentioned, and it still applies. Also, like the thing with a lot of the wall spells, because this is basically a wall spell as well. Yeah. It blocks a channel. I can't. I'm not sure the exact length of it, but it's long. Uh, it's in. very similar to the runic firewall. It's small. <laughs> X amount of fingers. Uh, <laughs> let me check. I have a scale here. What is this? Uh, centimeters. Where's inches up here? Um, I think it's uh, around six inches. Okay. So you could put it in between two bits of terrain or probably block mm -hmm. a channel as well. You could, you could. Mm -hmm. But this is, the D3 multiple wounds is nice to have. This The whole play of this is mm -hmm. delaying getting charged. Yes. And I'm not sure how Matt was using it, but the way Kron was using it was he was giving away turn one. And let's be honest, a lot of stuff now can cross the board pretty mm -hmm. easily, or turn a book cross. So he was deploying in the corner. People teleport across or moving across to try and go for the boat and stuff. And then he was casting the spell, and then, because uh, this is back in corner, he's nervous, so he's casting it basically near his deployment zone, and then mm -hmm. just flying high to the other corner of the board. And then basically, because he deployed in the corner, something's moved to the corner, and then you cast a spell that stops them, uh, halves their movement, so they, they can't move out of the corner very easily as well. So you trick your opponent going into going out of position, potentially. Yeah, I think I think Matt uses this uh, in Mourner, so in combination with the um, having the charge, I know, having the charge with the fuck you stuff yeah. uh, from Mourner. Um, so basically, you can half move someone, and then half charge, so you, yeah. you you're pretty safe with your with your boat, even if you're twelve inches away because you want to shoot your carbines. Oh, and let's not forget if it's a flying unit and you've got a navigator, so you, you can half, half move. So they'll be on yes. a quarter yes. of the movement because you're half yes. and then half again. Yes. So on the base characteristics, if they have mm -hmm. any add to move or add to charge yeah. or run that's and added. Charge yeah that is added afterwards mm -hmm. but still uh that's that's great the way i used it is i deployed my funders and then put the realm scourge rupture in front of them as so if someone wants to get into the funders they need to move around it mm -hmm. like you first you need to move three inches sideways and then forward and doing all this with half move so it's mm -hmm. more difficult to to charge me or to get yeah, to and it. you can move out of range of it out of range of its one inch effect but then you've got to move further sideways mm -hmm. <laughs> as well so 
Yeah, it will apply maybe for two rounds and then it's gone because mm. it's moved elsewhere yeah. or it can yeah. it doesn't affect anyone. But those that one round or that two rounds delaying the charge, uh, screwing with your opponent's movement, that's well worth the 60 points because that might win you the, the game. Yeah. Another thing you can do with this if your opponent's got flying units that have got quite a high move, so you know, it's say your opponent has riggers, for example, just because we all know what riggers are, mm -hmm. they move 12 inches. So, and there's lots of flying units with 12 inch move. You could actually set it up so it's pointing away from their deployment zone. So, mm -hmm. if they fly, they'd be half moved, so they'd be down to six inches, so they'd be able to get over the top, but they fly over it but then it's moving towards where they're going to go. So they would be chasing after them. In yeah, the either they need to go sideways or it's chasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing is it's difficult to um, to get off, it, that you put it on the side of their front line and just move it across multiple units. Tag mm -hmm. them, like like slightly tilted towards them, and you just move it across to get all like two units or three units and still block mm -hmm. a bit of movement. But that's um, situational. <laughs> no. But it's, oh. it's, there's a lot of flexibility in this. There's a lot of play in this. Uh, I think it's a well-deserved third place. Mm -hmm. um, one slight caveat to this, and also for Warp Lightning Vortex, is there's just a lot of teleport in the game now. So it doesn't matter if they're moving characteristics. It's half if they can teleport. Yeah, obviously, yes. Yeah. Um, which is just uh, an unfortunate thing, really. But... but it's already you're moving better than anyone else because you're teleporting, and now you're yeah. decreasing their movement. Yeah. So you're playing into your strengths. Yeah. Uh, uh, so just catching up the chat board, number two. Cranadulista uh, says it's an awesome video. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, the new snake looks cool. Jay Derfu is saying the first spell, which was the Deus Arcanum, um, could be made easily if you, for one use parts. You have at least two gyrocopters and use bomber bits. Yes, that's yeah. uh, that's great. That's an idea. I have three bomber bits left over. Uh, the fourth one I used to convert to steam tank, and I thought about it. I just need to find in my household some kind of plastic disc, like some cap of some bottle or something. Some mm -hmm. product, some lid, <laughs> and then I'm I'm gonna yeah, do that. That's a great, quite... that's a great idea because they have could that you just use a base? thing. Mm, I could. What I want no. to do is like a, a ring. Basically, I need to find a ring or a cap, and I cut out the middle, and oh, then okay. I'll, I'm just gonna craft some, basically a grudge stone or a rune stone, and have have it like, like the uh, what are they called the honor bearer from the funders. They have mm -hmm. a, a stone like pinched mm -hmm. in between, like with screws. I want to do the same. So in the middle, it's a magic stone, and it's just screwed in. And then have some tubes and tanks and bits dangling yeah. about. Okay. And it's the flying flying grudge stone from a warning game. Yeah. So you want oak stone? Yeah, oak stone is name. <laughs> yeah, um, it's basically a flying oak stone. <laughs> what you need is you can buy plastic washers. That's what I used for my yeah. eight for gold tokens. You can get them in different sizes, and they have different thicknesses. So you, that's what you need is them. Uh, I'll find something. You can or, buy them or in, like, the, in the trash, or you know, you can buy them for like fifteen pence or something. But then the delivery will cost you like 
I'll <laughs> find something in the in the plastic so, trash somewhere. Yes, uh, um, I just need to get to it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's number three. Uh, so let's what look could at be our, better than that? Let's look at our. Oh, and I was talking about the chat. Hello to Yet Yeti as well. Sorry, don't want to miss him out talking about everything else in the chat. Uh, the penultimate pick: Geminids of all geish or all geish. Oh, however, Geminids. Everyone just calls them Geminids, unless you're Vince Ventura, and then he says Geminids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I think, purely to wind people up, probably. Um, not entirely. I don't know because he says I think he the... quite often mispronounces things intentionally. Like he's, he always says, ro oh, "I can't even say how he says robots," but he he definitely says like that intentionally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I know it well, could there, be. There's a Geminids. There's a reason to fair. because it's from Latin, uh, but yeah. I oh, think so, in English so, it's Geminids. But so are you saying it, in Latin it should be Geminids? Uh, Gemini. Oh, okay. This would be the twins, but okay. Okay. So you just let's not delve you know, into more that. Latin than us. Let's well, not, uh, more, maybe more Latin than me. maybe Tom. I think Tom his field of expertise is language and stuff like that. Maybe. Well, I think Tom calls it Geminids, so. <laughs> because probably in English that's the right way to. Anyway, oh, two flowy, floating ping pong balls. And away one from black, pronunciation hammer. <laughs> exactly. Let's not uh, embarrass ourselves. Okay. Someone I'll will post a comment. Tell us how to read them. Or Bella Croix. Croix is great. That's how the French pronounce <laughs> it. And the Canadian. Uh, <laughs> uh, Geminids. Yeah, I think Geminids. we all know what they do. Uh, we all hate bound Geminids. Aren't they 70? No. Ah, uh, could be. You said no, 70, I think, yeah. I think, no, uh, 70s bound Geminids is 70. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, mm -hmm. which is still too cheap. <laughs> yeah, there were 40 originally, though, which was uh, stupid. Yeah, um, yeah Castle was seven. Mm -hmm. So, okay ish to average. spell. Average, but not bad. Not as good as Warp Lightning Vortex or mm -hmm. um, Purple Sun for mm -hmm. your opponents. But set up 18 inches away and moves 8 inches. That is very important because you can use this without the Zilfin fly high. Mm -hmm. Because 26 that's... is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So two models. You set them up. Uh, first one, wholly within 18 inches. And the second one also has to be wholly within 18 inches and uh, within 6 inches of the first one. Yes. So, and then when they move, they both can move eight inches, but they have to end the move within six inches of each other. So you can't sort of set them both up and have like this, and then go whoop whoop and go off in different directions. You could, you can kind of do a uh, this. You, you but could, but then you would dispel them. Yeah. By doing that, I think. So yeah. Well, it just says I don't think. It just says they can't end the move, no. so it would be an illegal move. You can't, um, and if you cannot set them up, then they're automatically dispelled. Yeah. Uh, so, and then they both do D3 mortal wounds to all units they pass over. Unlike some others, these don't have the and units within one inches at the end mm -hmm. of the move. It's only units pass over. Um, they both yes. can't pass over the same units. Well, they can't pass do, over. 
They cannot affect the, the city. Yes. So if they do, the first one to pass over does the thing, which is important for the other thing, which is one of them has an effect to minus one attack, and the other one does minus one to hit. So which one is which? The dark or the light? I can't remember. I don't know. I think, I don't know either. I think the yeah. light one does minus one to hit, and the other one minus one attack. I'm not sure. You just need to clarify with your opponent which one is which, which one does which, and it's important Mm -hmm. for him to to decide which one he moves first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, this is very annoying if you get hit with it, Mm -hmm. because it's minus one to hit or minus one attack, depending what what kind of unit you're having. Mm -hmm. It's even more annoying if your opponent has the bound version, because only he can use them (laughs) and Mm -hmm. move them, and there's no downside to it. Unfortunately, um, if we take the bound version, we as we do, said earlier, we can't do anything. Potentially, you could rules rule it to say you can move them the first time they're set up, but mm. you definitely can't move them in later turns. Mm. So, if these fly over your ship, they hit everything inside the ship, mm-hmm. which is also very annoying. But we're talking about using them ourselves, and then they're great <laughs> because mm. I think mostly because of the minus one to hit. Yeah, a minus one attack is relevant as well because, like, for instance, Lumineff uh, with proccing mortal wounds on a 5 plus, if you can decrease the number of attacks, then that would affect that, whereas minus uh, one yes. won't. Um, yes. But so. mostly it's, I think, math hammer wise, mostly the minus one to hit has a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. Especially if you add, you know, a minus one to hit from a chemist and a minus one to hit from a fumigator. Now someone's hitting your funders with minus three to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, which and is if you've got, sixes, uh, basically. You can make a list as well with this, and you have uh, what you call it, vent plates as well. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, and it's minus two. Yep. Yeah, just to add to that. <laughs> so uh, mm-hmm. it's good. Are they because... rather small? I think what are they? Oh, 32 yeah, or 40 mil f- bases? 32 mil bases. So they're they're really easy to find somewhere for them to land, which is good because mm-hmm. they have to be within six inches of each other. Yep. Um and that yeah, they do some damage, which is pretty okay. decent. Um that's like the bare minimum really for an endless spell. So they do some damage. Um but it's guaranteed damage as well, because some, you know, it's on a roll, like you know, we mentioned that about Warp Lightning Vortex, it's not guaranteed damage. Um, or Purple Sun is not guaranteed, for instance. You know, an extra 10 points, you get this, and it's guaranteed damage. Um, but then there's the debuffs. It's the reason you take these. Yes. Uh, I think in when they're empowered, there's two versions, high-ish or shy-ish. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, so light or dark. Uh, either way, you can, being empowered. You can, yeah, but you only empower one of them, not both. Unless yes. you're in cities where you just empower both. Uh, what it does, you can re-roll the D3 multiple wounds, which is mm. okay. It's You're not going to choose a realm for that. No. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if it was minus two to hit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, minus then two you attacks, would. It would be, be amazing. It would no. uh, um, be so triggering. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they're a really strong pick um, because... Yeah. 60 points again, 20 Deep less bus. than Warp Lightning. Deep. You can use this even without Zilfin. You just have a chemist inside the ship. 
because mm. it's a 26 inch 20 yeah 26 inch range mm. you can zigzag them over like entire armies and give everyone minus one to hit mm -hmm. um one good thing about these is generally there's an issue with ko with double turns great if we get it not so good if we get double turned or mm -hmm. yeah or, so this can help mitigate it because you know your opponent having a turn and getting into combat with you when they're minus one attack or minus one to hit is not so bad mm -hmm. as if they've you know got you know their normal characteristics yes. so um helps mitigate that a bit um and the issues about you know it coming back and hitting you is not so bad because the setup is 18 inches away so yeah but the move is only eight so yeah yeah so you, you can pretty much guarantee to set it up and then move it somewhere where it won't come back and hit you mm -hmm. so at least not the next turn one question if i combine this with a dark fire demon rift do <laughs> no, they count as get... two or as no. one it counts as one because it's like all of these things like this and the bridge are the same like, the same issue with that's like more than one model but it's um it cancels one end of, it's one end of spell that consists of two models okay. and the demon rift triggers based on because then you spells. could use you could use shackles with three models yes <laughs> uh, yeah it's not the number of models it's the number of ender spells in range for mm -hmm. demon rift yeah because that'd be really good <laughs> if you could have this and then give plus two on demon rift Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is there anything else to say about this? I mean, it's, I mean, debuffs is pretty simple, really. It's sometimes simple is better because you yep. can just slot this in. You can slot this into Zilfness. You can slot this into Urbas or Mornar. Or... Yeah, and with the with the because they're predatory, you can apply them multiple times. Hmm. You just move them back and forth, and I'm gonna move it over here, and I'm gonna move it back mm -hmm. over. You know, especially if you have like a not moving combat situation somewhere you just multiple times just every round you just move it over them yeah uh cool so drum roll number one what might it be number one top of the list or second top of the list if you include what mm -hmm. robotics is a cheat because it's two ender spells <laughs> <laughs> but it's chromatic cogs slash bound cogs we're including them as one thing uh, is it two like okay we'll get into this but i'd say it's just one it's like it's this it's just really you they do they're, they're the same but slightly different so but it's not worth giving them two different slots because it's you know 10 points for basically the same thing. no my question it's, is would you ever use the normal one yes uh kyle uh, Caleb that we've uh, Beards of Glory that we've had on the show a few times. He debated this a bit because he was using Cogs before Seraphon came out, and he's like, "Oh, well, are you going to switch to Bound Cogs now?" And he debated it, and he decided to stick with Cogs because he liked having the Encounter for the Dispel. Okay. And he didn't really gain anything from taking out the 120 points in his list. Okay, but okay, um, the issue remains. So yeah. the difference between chronomatic cogs and bound cogs is that the normal cogs, they need a wizard keyword to manipulate. 
to mm -hmm. either add two plus move and charge or reroll saves and an extra uh, spell is it spell attempt or unbind attempt i'm not sure but a spell attempt or uh anti bound one just requires a caster which limits it to one model that can actually mm -hmm. interfere but it opens it up to be manipulated by the chemist because yeah, he thing is, casts it the other thing is about the bound one is your opponent can't manipulate it either so if they kill your chemist yep. and they nope. go over there they can't manipulate if they it. kill the chemist it's just standing there yeah and gets left on whatever he had it on the setting he had on but yeah normal but it cults, resets between it only sets it resets each hero face so then it just has no setting oh does it oh, okay. i think i think so you need to don't you need to choose one i thought once it was chosen i don't know let me check before you need like the the effect lasts until the next it's funny because this is like the one spell that i didn't even look at the war scrolls for, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah I, everyone I, knows I, what I always Cogs use does. I always use the bound cogs um, because I don't. Yes, want the to effects use it. last until their next hero phase, or until an enemy wizard chooses to manipulate. Yeah, so you do need to have a wizard there to manipulate mm -hmm. it. So then it's all all the chemists actually. But what it yes. does is you set up within twelve, but you want to set it up within nine, uh, at least the bound one because you want to manipulate it. You need mm -hmm. to be within nine. Which is great because some spells you need to be like within one inch mm. to do stuff. But this is nine and this is helpful. Um, I use this in Barracks On to get everyone plus two to charge and plus two to move. So I use the bound cogs with a chemist and I set him up nine inches in front of him or in the direction I want to move the chemist uh, so he can still manipulate it in, in later turns, still being within nine but moving the direction he wants to use. Uh, to go, so that's helpful. If it if it would be like within one inch, then he needs to stay where he is, because these are not predatory; they just stick around. Um, why is plus two move so great for a, a an army that can teleport? Why is this number one? Um, it's great because you add movement to your big units of engine riggers, for example, that cannot hitch. 12, 12 man units. Mm -hmm. So now they're 14 inch move. But the most important is that it gives plus two charge to units that have hitched or flown high outside of nine. And now they get a plus two. If you mm -hmm. add a, a, uh, a skyhook, then it's plus three. With the ironclad uh, great skyhook, it's plus four. And that's, the, that's a neat trick you can do with the battle ram. So now you're charging someone with the mm -hmm. ironclad with a plus four, and then you roll the number of dice of the charge roll, not the unmodified charge roll, but the charge roll. So the plus four dice and deal mortal wounds on a four. Uh, it doesn't help if you roll a five, like if you fail a five plus charge twice in a row, as I did yesterday in my game. <laughs> I rolled a four and a three uh, mm -hmm. on the reroll. That doesn't help, but uh, usually it's it, it really helps to get your engine ringers or your skywarns and zone into combat mm -hmm. with a plus three. You know, teleport over there, get a plus three, and just throw them in. Get your uh, gun hauler with a spar torpedo, a plus two to do his d6 multiple wounds. It's just great downside. 
is uh, everyone gets this. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's great. It's a huge area effect. The whole battlefield, you don't need to be wholly within someone, <laughs> but also your opponent gets this. So mm-hmm. there'll be plus two move and plus two charge, although mostly they forget it. You tell them and they just forget to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but, so uh... that's that's maybe one thing that kept people from using it because, ah, oh, no, I don't want to give a buff to my opponent. No, that's horrible. Why would I ever do that? But just having that guaranteed, almost almost guaranteed charges like getting that getting shooting and then getting people into the fray awesome the thing is a nine inch charge is just not reliable like no 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 in fact it's 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 almost the definition of unreliable it's um 27 percent chance okay oh just looking at the chat i didn't Gamers Manifesto um, is in the chat saying it's, saying it's plus two to move. It's plus two to move and plus two to charge. So yep. it does buff the, bat, the battle ram as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, but the, yeah, nine inch charge is unreliable. It's not even close to be, it's not even 50 50. It's no, it's 27%. Yeah, it, so the, just moving it to a notch where it's more reliable is. Really useful. So you move it to a seven, which is great, and we have means to add more, which is Uh, great. Okay, he's saying it's plus two to the charge move, not the charge roll. I don't think it actually says. I I mean, are you ruining my? Are you ruining my zone list? I don't think where I just but where I just assembled my twelve sky ones. I don't think it makes a difference because the reason it's good is because not no, because, because of this potential one extra or two extra mortal wounds. It's not the reason you take cogs. The reason you take cogs is because you don't fail your char- you're less likely to fail your charge. Let me check. And no, lose no, all the other mortal wounds. Um so whether you, whether it works on the battle ram or not is kind of not that important because as long as it's important whether you actually get the charge or not. No, it um, says in addition, add two to charge rolls. Okay. For all units on the battlefield, at least on the on the bound ones. Maybe the oh. the the text on the normal ones is different. But you want to check the normal ones because there is other things. Because <laughs> this is the other thing: is most people uh, yeah. just assume that the bound cogs has the same wording, and it's like, oh, we need to be. Yeah, no, they're not. Uh, here it says, uh, in addition, add two to charge rolls for all units. No, same okay. same wording. Yes. So yeah, well, so well you add to the roll. Oh, he's reading it off my slide. Yeah, because I, yeah. So, yeah, sorry about that. The slides are paraphrased. Ah, Lee. Yeah. Well, Ar- just... Ark and thoughts all over again. Yeah. Well, I, just, I didn't feel like I needed to write roles, but I mean, <laughs> no, also because I thought we'd explain uh, it's it. Good, but... it's, it's good that he brought it up to clarify. Yeah, it's good that we clarified it as well because yeah. the fact that it's definite. But... That was a bit uncertain. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the, the reason this is number one. Because you say, well, I don't want to play Zon. Oh, I want to play Zilfin. Yeah, whatever. Um, it's not just good in a Zon list. Because objectives are important. Okay? This game is won by getting on objectives. Um, and, you know, flying high and being nine inches away from an opponent means that you quite often won't be on an objective. But 
being able to charge means you will be on an objective. Mm. And therefore, even in Zilfin, this spell can be useful. Because, yeah, you know, you can you've run got your Zilfin trick range. once per battle, but it's only once per battle. Um, no, even so... in Zilfin, you auto-run six. So now you you can auto-run or move 12 inches with mm -hmm. Arcanauts. With Arcanauts, yeah. Which is um, a lot. Well, the other thing you can do is, and no one ever does this, and I'm, I've never done it, <laughs> but is you can use the uh, once per battle hero phase move on Arcanauts rather than a ship. It's not, but everyone uses it for ships, obviously. But um, and it used to be in the old book, just ships. But it's any unit can move, and the automatic six-inch run doesn't work in the hero phase. It only works in the movement phase. But you can spend a command point to run six. So and they would get plus two move, and even without cogs, they could move twenty inches. You know, like a unit of thirty or forty arcanauts, and just run onto an objective. But with cogs, they would move twenty-four. Well, Endrin Riggers in Zilfin now auto run 20 inches. Uh, yeah, they're 18 and then... Because they go 14 and then they go guaranteed 6 run. Mm. 20 yeah. inches, that's a lot. Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is your tool for getting onto objectives, basically, in any character. Yeah, your gun holder, once per, once per game, can move 20 inches. And then still charge and shoot mm -hmm. to get his his spark torpedo into someone. Yeah, and have plus two to that charge as well. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of play in this. There's a lot of movement. Yes, you could argue why is this number one because it boasts my opponent, but it just it 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 fits very neatly mm -hmm. into into um, Caradron, especially if mm -hmm. you're bringing allies. Or over Dwarven units, which are mm. moving four inches. Like you're bringing your Rune Smiter with his twenty Hearthguard as your in in Barak Fring as your Dwarven units, because you want to have some melee punch. They're gonna tunnel nine inches away. Well, now they get a plus two to charge. They need a seven, which you can reroll with that hero if you have a command point, which is great. You can have Gotrek in your list, and he's actually faster. <laughs> <laughs> like he can, he can go twelve inches with a command mm. point. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's the fact is, it's just auto. It automatically happens. You can, you can do it with a, a chemist in the back corner. Like someone would need to use resources to kill him or stop him or on yeah, like dispel it. And move out position the, as well. Move out position to actually dispel it 30 inches away because he's in the back corner. Because it affects the whole board. It's probably... Most people will not bother because they actually want the plus two move themselves. And the plus two charge, yeah. Yeah, so... so people, God, God I, forbid my, your my, opponent has cogs as well. And you get yeah, plus and that, four. And that happened in... A, and actually, that happened in a game. I played against Xerophon with Zon with bound cogs and he had the mm. normal cogs because he said why would I, I use bound in, in Seraphon because they're not predatory what's the use so my ironclad got plus six to charge mm -hmm. <laughs> on, on its rolls and uh, yeah killed a lot mm. of dinosaurs yeah by ramming them straight out mm. uh, so that can happen <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but it's yeah, people in I think I played 15 games now with that list. Not in one did anyone try to dispel it. Mm. The the thing about this is we talked about situationally good. This one isn't situationally good because you will always want to get onto objectives. Um, Even if it only increases your threat range by yeah. two inches for your this shooting. One, and this one is not situationally good also in terms of your list because, as you said, it could be useful in freeing Nervaz, Zon, Mornar. In fact, if you put it in Mornar, like, yeah, you buff your opponent, we give them plus two to charge, but then they're going to be half charge movements anyway, so they'll be half, then the plus two. So actually, they're charging, they're still going to be potentially quite bad on the Ironclad in Mornar with this. Uh, don't you have the charge roll? And this you adds have... to the charge roll? Yes, but you do. The, you have to do multiplication or division before adding a subtraction, and that is okay. confirmed also in an FAQ. That that's like basic maths, but they also confirmed that yes, that's also how we do it in the rules, <laughs> as opposed to so you have to do okay. the you would half it then add the two, but it still means that they've got a bad charge potentially. Um, it, it's gotten better, but still bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, if you're really concerned about like buffing your opponent, that can mitigate it. And with the run and shoot in Mornar as well, plus two move. Mm -hmm. Run and shoot increases your threat range. Um, so there's that. Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, Baron Cogs or Cogs, whichever one you want to pick, uh, have lots of potential for. Actually, playing the game as opposed to playing trying to kill your opponent. Yeah, if people see your list and spell a bottle and they're like, oh, and then they say cogs, they're like, what? Why? Yeah. What's happening? Um, there's no negative plagues, although being getting rammed and dealing 13 mortal wounds with an ironclad maybe is a negative play experience. But <laughs> um, it's not as like a bad feeling for your opponent as mm. in Warplank and So We talked about this, and this I think this is also important to not be like the bad guys, the bad KO players. Mm. Oh, you're just playing this bad stuff, Warplanking Vortex, killing me. I don't even want to play you. I think potentially to win the game, this is stronger. Because it helps you move around. Yeah, and we mentioned about the conversion possibilities for some spells. You don't and most to. of that was like, you can add cogs to things. There <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you go. This one you don't need to. Although, if you don't even want to buy a set for this, you can literally just buy some cogs and stick them on a base. Yeah, you can buy yeah. some like uh, plastic cogs from eBay. There's like bags and bags of little uh, punched uh, mm. or plastic cogs and you just glue them together, add some green stuff and you're done. No one will complain. Mm. Okay, uh, we've had uh, another question about bound mm -hmm. spells again. I think quite a few people are coming to the show late because of time zones and things. Yeah, if we take bound versions of other endless spells then you can't move them. You arguably can move them the first time they're set up if they're predatory any spell that says they can be moved the first time they're set up, you could potentially get TO's rule against that. Um, 
but you definitely won't be able to lose them turn two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still take them, but you can't move them. Yeah. So then they're not that useful. Uh, and the reason why we take bound cogs is because it says caster and not wizard, which mm-hmm. means uh, chemists can manipulate them. Yes. That's the whole play around that um, yeah. limitation with cogs. Or the other way, as we said, you take an encounter and have the spell on the bottle to auto cast it to guarantee it, and he just mm-hmm. manipulates it for you. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then there's another person in the chat is asking about, well, mo- mobility is one of our greatest advantages. So do we really debuff that? But it's the, it's the fact you have to be nine inches away. So mm-hmm. cogs means, you know, uh, end of riggers will be on plus three. If they've got a skyhook and the ship will be on plus four. And you can actually get those charges and get onto the objectives and kill stuff with your saws or your sky bikes or mm-hmm. whatever. So it's a question of maybe also list philosophy. Do you want to use an endless spell to improve your um, the things you can't do as good with Caradron? Mm-hmm. Maybe fighting like or decreasing your opponent's fighting with minus one attack, mm-hmm. minus one to hit. Or do you want to play into your strengths and make get the most out of your great movement by reducing their movement with a barricade? Uh, Realm Scourge, Rupture, or uh, Cogs making you even faster, making you better and get where you want to. Yeah. And it's like there's tech against shooting as well. So doing damage through, you know, Battle Ram. Uh, <laughs> Warp Light and Vortex can do a fair bit of damage. Yes. It's not necessarily targeted damage, it's a little bit random. Um, you set you it up get... somewhere and it's going to yeah. stay there. Like, with, if you've got Battle Ram and Cogs and a Sky Oak, every turn you can pretty much do some mortal wounds with your Ironclad and then follow yes. up at the beginning of the combat phase, drop your bombs. Um, and then actually fight, yeah, with someone inside. Yeah. So, and then that's, that's all stuff that, like, say if you're against Plague Bearers at minus two to hit and shooting, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Because you just get charged and yeah, eels with two plus save on rendable, yeah. heroes with minus one to hit from lookout sir. Model one, just throw yeah. a boat at them. Throw a boat at them. Um, yeah, drop a boat and squish them, and drop the anchor on them, and <laughs> and use your shooting to kill the units that aren't minus one to hit. And yeah, it's mean yeah. we we always have that. You know, I'm gonna take a gun hauler with six ending riggers and threaten your objectives. If they, <laughs> yeah, definitely do. If you haven't got one, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Um, we always talk about, yeah, great. I can have these seven models and teleport them anywhere and shoot you. If they deploy clever on their objective, and it, it doesn't need much, if they're either standing in the center or like three inches mm-hmm. apart, you cannot land on that objective. You shoot them off, you overdo it, they're dead, you can't charge them, you're not getting on the objective, you're not scoring your turn. And then, okay, you have a skyhook, so your boat's charging with needs a nine, and your endurigas need an eight. You don't have a hero there to reroll. If you fail those, you're just standing around with your um, crown jewels in your hand, mm-hmm. basically. But now you're adding a plus two. You're getting a plus three on those engine because They're going to get in, and they're going to chop stuff up. 
the boat's getting a plus two, so you can charge it in, drop some bombs, and have it within six inches of the enemy riggers to do the same thing next turn again, like to depart, get everyone on hitching, and go somewhere else. Because if, if you charge two, one out and the other one not, then you're too far apart, and then it's just mm, stupid. Because the, the thing with the enemy riggers is you want them near the boat to heal it. So if one goes in, then one doesn't. Yeah. yeah, mostly. Yeah, you want them to to heal the boat, but I think most importantly, you want them to be within wholly within six to actually mm -hmm. hitch next turn. And to the go other thing is, it doesn't matter if you don't kill the enemy unit. Like if you leave there with one model left, you can fly high out of there and attack another unit. I mean, you kind of do want to kill them for kill points and stuff, but um, it depends where they are as well. But depends yeah. on the scenario if you can burn the objective or not, and so on. You know, if you've got a hero yeah. in your boat. You could get the hero out of the boat and then fly high away. Um, also, what op often happens, like their unit is like a little line or a little string or a little curve on an objective. Mm -hmm. You start shooting, he's going to remove models from closer to you to make it harder for you to charge. So having a, an, a plus to charge there is also very helpful. Okay. Yeah. No, I think overall it's the most utility, universal mm -hmm. utility you can get out of the spell, and that's why I think it's a well-deserved number one. Yeah. Obviously, if you disagree, um, you need to like the video, subscribe, <laughs> and then you can post a comment telling us why you <laughs> disagree. Yeah. Uh, I'll be interested to see as well in the comments, you know, post your top 10, because the order we put these in, you might disagree with you might say oh like yeah like fire demon if should be number four instead of number seven and these other ones should go down so post in the comments what you think your top 10 would be is um, there anyone that we missed that yeah, you say we, well we this one is great because of this and this and this yeah. post it let yeah. us know uh i'd be happy to to play it change it out mm -hmm. um yeah yeah even if the, there's honorable mentions you think they're not worthy for top 10 but they should have got an honorable mention let us know that'd be cool to see yeah there's a flesh eater horsey cavalcade thing mm -hmm. that also screws with movement i think uh no not the horses the barricade screws with movement. yeah but what, what do the horses do yeah i also they considered do. them the horses do mortal wounds but they have 14 inch move which means that you Oh, they will hit a lot of units. Mm -hmm. um, so there's some ones, and the nice thing with Spell on the Bottle is every army that's released for for Age of Sigmar, potentially we get new toys for Chaos. Yes. I mean, well, we've got Blood Drive Viper on the list, and Blade yeah. Wind. Blade Wind was an honourable mention. Um, yeah. The other cool thing, just generally, just about endless spells, is the kit bash opportunities and the painting because. They yeah, have it, they they always have like this or flames yeah, magic magic, magic <laughs> stuff that you can do some nice something cool and colorful practice some blending or you can just dry brush it if you want to do it quick yeah um shade it dry brush it mm -hmm. do some cool stuff and it's, it looks nice and colorful in your army there's opportunities for kit bash and working on something that's one model like this can be sort of nice after doing a unit. You know, it just Definitely. Changes, changes it up. Changes it up. It's a bit different to doing KO stuff. And yeah, fun to do. Convert a little bit. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's a good uh, chance to also give some flavor to your army. You have a special theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a uh, the bridge uh, is not a a bridge with bones, but it's like a beer cart <laughs> that you're transporting beer barrels across. Yeah. Or you know, there's endless opportunities, and yeah. there's so many creative people out there that have done things. And then there's us just copying those things. Yeah, or copying each other. <laughs> copying, <laughs> copying each other. <laughs> Inspiring each other. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, that's great stuff. Uh, let yeah. us know what you've done, what you like. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you can't put pictures on uh, YouTube, but on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. put some Post pictures on Facebook. The, the card on Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We'll rate them. We'll rate them from one to ten. <laughs> yes. Uh, and yeah, and we haven't talked about warp lightning vortex, but yeah, if you've got cool pictures of warp lightning vortexes, stick them on there too. Yeah. Um, uh, Games Manifesto says his warp lightning vortex is booby trapped warp stone. So, yeah, sounds cool. I'm guessing that's sky mines are the booby traps. Yeah, sky mines are great. You always have so many sky mines left over. Yeah. I also attached mine to my Vortex. Vortex which... is mine. Vortex is my next one to do. I haven't fully figured out the conversion I want to do. Uh-huh. But that's the box of spells sitting there because I decided I do want to use some of the Warp Lightning Vortex stuff. Okay, the the swirl on the lightning. No, probably the lightning stuff because I uh-huh. could I looked in what I had left over from my line sorcery and there wasn't really anything that I felt was going to be useful. Uh, Not for that, no. Lastly, uh, Alexander Hernando in the chat asked if Prismatic Palisade is good or not. Maybe it could have got an audible mention. It's the trouble is, it's going to mess with your shooting potentially. Yes, Um, with your own shooting. Yes, which you Mm. don't want. It's a wall, which is cool. Uh, Wall spells are good because you know they've got to move around them or. Mm-hmm. around them and a terrain piece depending where you put it uh the line of sight potentially will mess with spells depending on the spell yes and it does also a minus one to hit on a five plus i think mm-hmm. if you start within a six because yeah, it's so dazzling how... bright yeah but yeah the fact that it could potentially de- mess with your own shooting is a little bit Annoying. Um, yes. Yes. Um, another technically one. You'd want it if you're using it as a wall. You'd want it between you and your opponent to stop them coming towards you. In which case, it would well, be messing with your shooting. Depends who you face. If you face, a, if you face a, a shooting unit, you can like put it on in front of you, protect mm. yourself from shooting, and then just fly over it and attack. Mm-hmm. Um, another maybe one that people have from the Blind Sorcery box is the Grave Tide, which is just a massive model. Big base. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very cheap. I think 20 or 30 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a big a big, you know, blocker wall kind of thing. Yeah. It's just slowly. massive. Yeah. It moves slowly, but it's just a massive base. And again, the problem with that one, which is why I think we pick Welp's Ghost Rupture as like the wall spell is um, it gives cover against shooting attacks. Uh, yeah, if they're, if they're within one inch of it, yeah. yeah. The whole unit has to be within one inch. So you don't necessarily want to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we covered everything. Well, we 
got to number one. So mm -hmm. we covered the list. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Thank you, Max, for joining me. Yes. And uh, maybe one one thing uh, I'd oh. like to mention. Uh, yeah. Maybe people have seen uh, we brought up our first real life battle reports uh, last week, this week, this week, this week. Um, so yes. if you if Sunday you, is the beginning of the week, isn't it? So this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, if you if you haven't seen it, check that out. Um, it's our first attempt or my first attempt. If there's um, improvements or changes you'd like to see, please leave a comment. So we'll we'll try to make this mm -hmm. a more a more uh, frequent thing once we can get yes. back to gaming. And you are playing somebody soon. Yes, I'm planning to, to play and film uh, a match uh, next Wednesday against Slanesh Demons with the new book. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, what we try is to have a, a balanced game. So I'm not going to take my you know top tournament list and just blow someone up off mm -hmm. the board in two rounds. And that's not a nice video to watch uh, for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'll try... To have a, an equal list. Obviously, I'm a bit limited what what I have painted because <laughs> mm. I, I I prefer not to show unpainted models mm -hmm. on on a video. But yeah, that's something coming up. So with editing and mm. bringing it up probably in a in a week's time, we'll mm. hopefully yeah. have a new latter part next world. week probably. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it depends how much time I have to to actually do the editing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Cool. That's something, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy doing. Uh, the format is, I think, quite consumer friendly because it's just half an hour, forty minutes. Yes, I. Uh, it's not that. not <laughs> sitting through you know entire three hours of me <clears throat> trying to film my dice rolls. <laughs> you only listen to us talk for two and a half hours every week, yeah. <laughs> so you don't listen listen to Max rolling dice. Uh, as well. yeah, check that out. Uh, for now, it's me doing it with you know my friends who whatever mm. armies, painted armies we have and we can find. Uh, but I'm sure uh, in the future we'll have also other people. Yes, from from our crew are dropping. So yeah. I'm hoping to either do something, even if it's even if it's not video format, if I can do something with photos and do like mm -hmm. post match analysis get some content because we talk a lot about lists and how mm. they work and what we what you could do potentially it's like if you see it applied it's easier yes. to understand and follow and see yeah. what what the actual plays are yeah so yeah, yeah if you haven't watched that yet go check it out and keep your eyes peeled for the next one and yes. if you enjoyed this video please hit like as we mentioned you know comment about your thoughts on the spells and please hit subscribe but uh until the next time skyfarers uh stay safe and keep watching the skies or something i don't know that'll do <laughs> goodbye bye bye